Welcome, y'all, to the Rad Rides Podcast. My name is Jason Zollers, and I am going to be your host, as always, to take you to the Everyday Enthusiast Garage and see their home-built creations, see what guys are doing all around the country, just like yourselves who's listening to this. Today, I have Mr. John Kokenda of Kokenda Customs. It's somewhat of a twofer episode. A, he has a really, really nice 2008 Volkswagen GTI on Air Ride with extensive body modifications, but really the meat of the podcast is talking about his custom design airbrush work that he does on parts all around the country, parts big, parts small. He's done a full boat. He's done patina paint job on a C10, and we talked about all of these different uh, items. What we really talked about was how he, be, he started as a graphic artist, how he's always been an artist his entire life, how the car led him to do some custom work on some of the parts, which led him into trying some bigger items and starting to do more custom work on parts from around the country. We talked a lot about what to expect from a custom paint job, a custom airbrush job. If you're going to ask him to do something custom and have these wild ideas, he can tell you whether it's going to work, whether it's not. We talked a lot about the steps from start setup to finished product. Uh, he has an amazing studio. It's custom built. He did it himself. Uh, he lives in a very, very uh, great neighborhood, a little northeast of Pittsburgh, and he really custom tailored his studio to himself. So I'm really excited about this episode. I'm an art nerd. I knew this episode was going to be long because I had a lot of questions. We had some great beers. I had a great conversation, and I hope you enjoy the episode. And as always, before we get the podcast started, I have to shout out to two guys and uh, two organizations that I really feel uh, need to be brought to light. One is Guardians Angels, my buddy John Kelly. He gets his medical service dog from them. Him and his dog Ranger uh, have been together for a number of years now. Uh, what they do is they train these dogs to help guys with PTSD and other types of uh, problems in their daily life to help them along. Uh, great organization. Uh, an upcoming podcast I'm going to have him on as well as uh, one of the uh, personnel who works for Guardians Angels as well. And We're going to go into deeper uh, dive about that organization. Second one is going to be Help Hard, a uh, buddy of mine, Mr. James Bendel. Uh, what he does is uh, helps the younger generation to ensure that we still have these guys and gals who can build cars here coming up. Uh, what he's done with his Crazy Horse Coffee House here in Washington is brought to light and helped out many go to vocational uh, schools in the area to help hone their skills. Uh, he's the one that I always go to uh, when I need some cars because he seems to know a lot of the car guys who come up there because uh, they do a spring, summer, and fall show every weekend up there. If you're in the Washington, PA area, please go over there. Go see him. Go spend your money. Uh, he puts a lot back into the community here in Washington, Pennsylvania. That's Crazy Horse Coffee. All right, folks, I hope you're strapped in for this ride. Again, you can always get on www.radridespodcast.com. Go check out all the pictures on there. I took a lot from this. You're probably going to want to get on there and see that beautiful artwork that we're speaking about throughout the entire podcast. See his beautiful Volkswagen GTI. You can find John on Instagram at Kokenda underscore customs. That's customs with a K. Or you can find him on Facebook at John Kokenda. He would love to answer any of your questions. Again, we had such a great time. I hope you're going to enjoy this podcast. And without further ado, please welcome Mr. John Kokenda. Like with my truck too, 
I need to get some smaller wheels on it. So yeah, I mean the wheels are too big. I got twenty twos in the back and twenties oh, in the front, and like it just rubs all over the place. Well, you, so. you those trucks have great big wheel they, wells, so they you do. Can, you can fit it, and it doesn't look bad. When well, it's the rear, yeah, especially the rear because the bed's cut out and lifted, and mm. it's got a subframe underneath it. But the front, you try to do any kind of turning with those twenties in the front, and it's just rubbing. And I didn't want to take Real the inner wheel turns. wells out. Yeah. Because I didn't want to get the engine dirty. Yeah. So it's one of those deals. But yeah, man. Well, we're live and we're in uh, John Kokenda's amazing basement slash garage. I yep. don't know what you would call this, your man cave. My ultimate man cave. Yeah. Yeah. And it's <laughs> awesome. Uh, I walked into a garage and then I walked into like a studio, came around the corner and there's a car sitting here in his studio. In my basement. With another garage door. So you got two garage doors back to back. And uh, a very unique setup that I, I'm kind of proud of. I like it. Yeah, man. And uh, I found you on Instagram because I'd seen uh, a lot of people had tagged you in some work that you had done. And I really liked your work. And obviously, we're in the Pittsburgh area. So I figured, hey, man, let's go over there and talk because I do from time to time want to switch up the, the, the podcast and talk to guys who are in some different trades other than just building cars. Yeah. Because there's, you know, Guys that build just suspensions or just frames, and I think those guys are, you know, kind of, uh, they're not, you know, shown as much. I think they're kind of the silent heroes kind of. Right, yeah. So uh, I figured I'd come hit you up, and you said, yeah, let's do it. So yeah, we're man. here, and it was sunny today in Pittsburgh and 50 degrees, so it was a great day. <laughs> yeah, it did turn out to be a nice day. I should have driven the car to work today, honestly. I got to work, and I was like, man, I wanted to drive it, and I just, you just, I woke up and so in my routine I didn't even I totally forgot until I got to work but yeah for sure for sure um, so but yeah like I said we're looking at your beautiful Volkswagen right now uh, tell everybody what it is so it's a 2008 uh, GTI on air ride and we did a bunch of body work and I don't I can't claim like all the work that I've that's been sure. done to it there's been a lot of people a lot of people that helped me along the way like I have to shout out to thank my cousin Chad Stoller, Ryan Russell, my good friend Zach Quast, um, Zach Zach Bell, uh, those guys, you know, really helped my vision come to life over the years. But so I bought it in 2008, and brand new. It was my first kind of like, you know, new car, and it was back whenever uh, they had those commercials on TV. I don't know if you remember Volkswagen had those goofy commercials where it had like the guy in like a lab, and there was like some raced out car. And like the car dropped and smashed that car, and he's like, "That's auto." Oh yeah, that's I that was when the, about, yes. this the Mark V GTI came out, and it was like such a statement because it had those originally it had the stock wheels that were those big, they looked like the old uh, dial phone yes. wheels. Yep. And it was just so different than anything I think any like that you could buy like stock. It was just such a, I don't know, it was like such a stylish statement and i don't know what i guess the marketing just sold me on it and i was yeah. like oh man i gotta have one i love it well i think the hot hatches have always been a thing and I, a lot of companies that kind of got away from them and now they're really coming back into style over the past i don't know probably 10 years yeah you know i think uh, everything got a little bit bigger and a little bit bulkier and some of the little smaller cars were kind of only with the japanese but i'm yeah. almost positive that volkswagen continued with the gti uh and golf and rabbit yeah now they have the the they have the r32 was like above the gti and right. they kind of did away with that and they made it the r mm -hmm. which is uh like there's 
just like the same motor as the GTI, but it's like all beefed up with retuned and it's all wheel drive. Because the R32 used to be like six cylinder, all, still all wheel drive, but um, just like kind of one step up from the GTI. Um, yeah, that was. I the, had my sights on that. I love that. Yeah, one. there was a guy who lived next door to me when I first moved to Pittsburgh. He had uh, one of the purple blue. Oh, I love colors. that color. That was the thing. I yep. was like, oh, I love that. And color. I always loved those cars because uh, when I was, you know, doing, you know, some street racing, uh, I had an Eclipse Turbo, which I still have. Yeah. And th when those cars came out, man, they were just—I mean—roasting everything on uh -huh. the street. And I was like, oh. they sound incredible too. They do. I mean, that was like one of their signature things. Is just the sound of that six-cylinder mm -hmm. motor was just like. Oh, I mean, it doesn't even have to be going fast, and it just, you can hear it cruising by you, and it just sounds incredible. Yeah, it sounds absolutely incredible, yeah. But, the, uh, so I ended up with this car, and I'm not by any means disappointed with it. Um, <laughs> did you buy it new? Or I did, did buy, buy it brand new. Wow, okay. And um, it's been quite the journey. I, I'm trying to think of the first thing that we did to it. Uh, I think I lowered it first. I, yeah, I'm pretty sure I lowered it. It was like on just springs and struts, and, okay. and um, around that time, my cousin Chad's, who's really into uh, old Volkswagens, new Volkswagens, mini trucks, you know, you name it. Yep. And um, they were working on putting a older bug on Air Ride, and uh, and I was like, what if we, what if we did that to this car? I was, they were <laughs> like, oh yeah, we can do that. So, um, you know, things escalated pretty quickly from that point. I think it was lowered on springs and struts for maybe like a month or two before I was like, all right, yeah, let's do it. And, you know, they had a big hand in doing all that in their garage that was not much bigger than mine. And he notched out the frame and they built all the... Uh, oh, so the frame is all the frame. Out? The frame's notched on the driver's side wow. because uh, the, um, cause the front axle, so it doesn't smush that. Okay. Um, you know, the trunk's a bit of a mess here. Uh, that's okay. But, you know... Oh, they, yeah, look at your, they yeah, built, your air tank. They built, like, you know, all this setup back oh, here. Look at that. Framed it in real nice. I don't have a spare anymore, but that's okay. That's okay. We'll take pictures of all this so everybody can I'll see I'll get that it, yeah. cleaned up, yeah. Absolutely. And I'm sure you did the airbrush. I did. I did. Um, we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah, but, absolutely. like, so from that point, um, I drove it for a while, and then I really wanted to... Originally, they come with... They have moldings on the side here, originally. Okay. The, these are the Mark Fives, the 2000, 2008 to like 2012. Maybe. And they were just like the little rubber. So yeah, just, yeah. you know, if you get dents and dings or whatever. And I really was like, I want to, you know, I want to take those off. Like, I just want to make it look like as clean and as simple as, as I can. And I went to like some body shops and and asked for some quotes and stuff. And at the time, at that time, I had no idea about body work, paint work, anything. I mean, I knew it was a lot of work and I knew it wasn't going to be cheap. That's about extent of it <laughs> and i was getting all these quotes and i was like man that's, that's a lot more than i want so he's like oh i got a i got a guy my friend who ended up being becoming friends with uh ryan and he's like yeah we can do that so he took it to his little garage and it sat for quite a long time and me him and chad um worked on you know we took off the the molding and there was like little holes little i think there was like yep. five or six holes that they had to tack close and the men we originally started. Did it have like a little inset as well, or was it strictly? No, it, it was just, it was nice and smooth. Oh, like that's it just nice. had the holes. That's so, nice. yeah. yeah. Um, originally, it started out as Ryan painted the, the ground effects, used to be all that textured stuff. Correct. And I was like, oh, I don't like that. And um, <laughs> so he, he painted that, and like, that's kind of where my 
where it started for me. Like mm-hmm. I went over and I helped him and just sanding and learning how to do all that stuff because I, I didn't know the first thing about it. And then uh, and then from that point, then it turned into, well, what do you think about doing, you know, the molding? He's like, yeah, we can do that. And then over one winter, I don't know, it sat for a long time. We did the, you know, we did the moldings and then we did uh, – there, there used to be body lines on the front bumper, like okay. right here. Like, I guess on some models there was like a thing that would pop out and like squirt the headlights. Oh, or something. those headlight squirters. Yeah, maybe it was on the I Audis. I don't know. I'm not real sure. But well, either that or maybe it was just for German spec. It, yeah, it could have been. Um, so I was like, well, let's you know, let's smooth that out too. Can we do that? And they were like, yeah, we can do that. So did that, um, and we did the we did the door. You know, we did the doors. We did. Uh, the fenders and at that point we were like he was so the fenders he, pulled out or he was like uh we might as well just paint the whole car because we did the front bumper the lip the uh the body the ground effects mm-hmm. this door the rear quarter because there was still holes back oh, here from that from the whole right okay. so to I do understand. the whole thing yeah right he was like we might as well just re- respray the whole car and i was like hey I'm, i'll come and sand game whatever and then you know we did the i was like let's do the roof black he's like okay so we did the roof, he did the roof black. And then just through, I guess, hanging out with him and really, I mean, he did all the spraying on it. Cause at that point I'd never sprayed anything automotive in my life. I just was there sanding. I'm like, I can't wait to drive my car. <laughs> That's the hard, I was the like, I just want to drive my car. So. He was probably like, yes, I'm going to get this guy uh-huh. to come sand all this for me. Right. And I was going to lay the paint. <laughs> yeah. He's going to pay me and he's going to do all the sanding. This right. is great. Right. No, they, I mean, between the three of us, there was nights, definitely we were there for hours, just sanding and sanding and sanding. But that's um, the prep work in it, that, and I'm sure we'll talk about this right. later. I mean, it's all about the prep work. It really yeah. is. I mean, it's just... I mean, the, la- yeah. <laughs> the last podcast I did uh, was with a guy named Nate up in Chicago, okay. and uh, he painted his uh, own Nova, him and his dad, and I mean, this thing was glass. It mm. was unbelievable. I did When he told me he painted it, we were on the podcast, he told me he painted it himself, I was like, whoa, what? I was like, you're going to have to... And he has all the pictures and everything of them doing it, which was... It is fantastic, and it looks like this too. This is fantastic. This thing is glass. It's, it needs cleaned, but yeah, right? it's a little dusty, but yeah, I appreciate it. I hey, always liked white cars. White, I always had a thing for white. I don't know. It was just it's very. I guess it's kind of plain, but when you see a nice, clean white car, it's like it's tough to beat. It really is. I mean, there's just something about them. I don't know. I love white. Yeah, that's the uh, that's the color of my my Eclipse Turbo, mm-hmm. and then I'm looking at getting a. Um, a Nismo 350Z mm. and white is one of the yeah. colors that I really like in those. Yeah, those are nice. Those are they have nice body lines. They're 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 they slick do. looking color. They do. They look good in pretty much any color that those things come in right now. So, mm-hmm. but this thing is is super clean, and I mean it almost resembles like um, what were those Civic Si hatchbacks that they oh, had for a little while? Oh, that's what I learned to drive a stick on. The, okay. um, the EP <laughs> Wait, hatch- where it was the, up in the, uh-huh, up on yeah, the dash? The EP hatches. Yeah, my friend Zach. <laughs> I'm sure he'll be listening to this at some point, but he was who helped do the like the big brakes, the exhaust, and all that stuff. And he had one of those for a long time, and that's what I learned to drive a sticker in. But uh, yeah, they do kind of resemble. Yeah, that it kind of resembles it. It's like the shape and everything. Yeah, I mean, com- obviously completely separate cars, but they they had very clean lines on them as well. They didn't have a whole lot of like fluff on, them, from what I no. remember. Yeah, because I I wanted one of those for a very. They long were time. a little. Like they had a little bit more sharp body lines in right. some spots. This is a little more streamlined, oh, yeah. but yeah, they were definitely. You can tell they were kind of in the same like ballpark of the of like design. Mm-hmm. You know that that area of car design. Yeah, for but, sure. Uh, 
Yeah, I'm trying to think what else here. So, so we, you got the big brake kit on it. Big brake, yeah. I mean, it, it went. I bought this car brand new, so it's been what almost twelve or thirteen years right. that I've had it. And then at that point, I was like, oh, you know, I want to do. You know, young kid, you you want to do all this thing, mm -hmm. all this stuff to it. And then eventually, it just starts becoming a money pit, and you kind of right. slow down. Well, the so reality like, sets in, of <laughs> right? What you're doing, and you get older, and you start doing the math, and you're like, oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. So I wanted to, you know, do all the big turbo and shave the engine bay and do all that stuff. And I was like, well, I want to do it right, like, you know. So I want to, I don't, I want to be safe, and I want to have big brakes, and you know, I, want to, I don't want to go do the typical young thing and mm -hmm. a young kid thing and get all this horsepower and then go wreck it. Right. So I got the big brakes and like the exhaust and stuff, and Zach uh, had helped put, you know, basically I was helped. He did all of it, put all of it on and stuff, and um, and I mean, it's it's great. It really is. I mean, yeah. I, I, I I forget sometimes when i drive it like going from anything like my daily to this it's like a world of difference oh yeah absolutely <laughs> it's it's a whole lot it's a completely different driving experience it yeah, yeah it is um i mean i that's kind of where i i guess stopped with it i mean i, I put like it's got like stage two tune on it but okay. as far as the motor goes just bolt on stuff like yeah. it's got an intake and revo's stage two tune but that was around the time that i was like I'm just I think I'm I think I'm done for a long time putting right. any sort of money into this yeah I mean I think and I'm okay with gets that to that level you know <laughs> yeah. it's like uh, what's the the reward on the end on the back side of it you know I, a I, big turbo kit or something you're like okay I get a few extra you know horsepower yeah I mean these laughs, but... these things will rip I mean there's guys oh, that they've I've read on forums and I've met that have put huge turbos on them and they say they're really strong motors and stuff and I, anybody that knows me well knows that I'm really not, I'm like, I'm, I'm an old, old school at heart. Like I'm slow. I'm a slow driver. Honestly, yep. I should have a, I should have a muscle car. I really should. Hey, look, the older I get, the slower I want to go. And I've said that a couple of times on here because, uh, you just, you know, you don't, I, I like the adrenaline rush of driving something old and something mechanical and something that I, I really have to focus on when I'm driving it. And then I watch, you know, YouTubes and things like that. These guys ripping these McLarens. Yeah. And, like, I know what that feels like because I've, I've driven a couple drag cars and I, I've driven, uh, my buddy had an Audi R8 V10. Oh, we I ripped. went out to, I rented one of those in Vegas once. Um, <laughs> too, that I, was too much. I don't <laughs> think I've ever smiled so much in my life. It oh, my God. almost too much. You're like, this thing, and, and the one he had was an actual gated shifter one. So it didn't oh, really? have the paddle shift. Right. So you had to literally take your hand off the wheel and yeah. shift this thing. And those things, man. Wow. I, I, was <laughs> Endless it, power. Oh my God. Yeah. Endless power. I, I couldn't. I couldn't believe it when I drove that thing. It was like I was in like fourth gear doing whatever, like 110. And it right. was. It was. It's still it, 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 it was like it was. zero to sixty in this car. Yeah. <laughs> it was. It was. I. I. The scariest thing about that and cars like that is you don't realize like you're going so fast that you gotta like be you know i gotta slow down yeah like you gotta slow down well they're made for that you right. know <laughs> i mean they're made to to cruise at 120 and act and feel like you're going 60 miles an hour you know you do 120 in that and 120 in an old muscle car and old 120 in an old muscle car feels like you're gonna die uh -huh. like it feels like everything, everything wants to start, kill you at the starting same to time. <laughs> starting to shake yeah uh -huh. everything wants to kill you so yeah but yeah, but so what are the wheel and tire here? Because everybody always asks that. So oh, I uh, have, because um, they want they're gonna see your fitment and they're really gonna like that. So I had fitment. a um, so so many things just fell into place with this car. It's funny because I'm I, they're so they're uh, OZ Ultra Legera, I believe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Ultra Legera, and um, 
drawing a blank on the wheels right now or the tires i mean um oh, that's they've been idea. on so long but yeah. i actually got these wheels from a friend uh a friend of a friend he had a fahrenheit which is basically the right. same as this it's just a special edition orange ones or whatever and he was selling them and he got some other car and they wouldn't fit his car and i got a heck of a deal on them it was like a thousand bucks tires and wheels and i was like I looked up the wheel. I'm like, those are $400 wheels a piece. Mm -hmm. I was like, done. So it just kind of ended up working out that they, and they, just they, they, to fit, they fit really good. <laughs> I mean, well, actually, I take that back. Whenever I first got them, he had tires on there that were a little bit more meaty. Mm -hmm. They were... Uh, I can't remember the size, but they were a little bit. They, they these look like a 40 series. He was probably on like a 45. Yeah, yeah they were just a, a tad bigger because mm -hmm. he was he actually like drove a little more aggressively. And um, but anyway. So I wore those out and because I was having a problem with those tires originally because whenever I would lower it, they would catch on the inside of the fender. Okay. And when I'd raise it up, it was starting to oh, starting to peel. It. So then I downsized a little bit and they just kind of fit right in there sure. real nice. But And is everything, I'm sure all of these have been tucked underneath? Yeah, we, I mean, we, we rolled them. My cousin cool. rolled them and, and helped do that. And uh, Yeah, because yeah, the back, I mean, that is right on. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I really have to thank you know zach bell if he's listening and again my cousin chad staller because i mean they did so much work and like i i knew from the get-go and they, they they know me that i, I didn't want to tear it up because you could if you find back in the day when people were lowering these and even still today you'll see so many fenders that are just destroyed absolutely and i still had a payment on it i'm like i'm not gonna wreck this bank's not gonna be too happy if i do this to their car right <laughs> so i mean there'd be guys that would ride around with like 16s on and you could you could drive this low if you put mm -hmm. 16s on it. i was like i was like that's cool but i'm not gonna do that i like right. and you live in pennsylvania and, <laughs> and pennsylvania uh -huh. roads are not nice to cars mm -hmm. lowered cars no <laughs> Uh -oh. I know, I know from uh, from experience, unfortunately. Yeah, um, I have blown out one air, not an airbag, but an airline uh, one year because of Pennsylvania roads, and that was a bit stressful because we were driving. I was with my friend Alex at the time. We were driving down the road, and they were doing construction on one part of the road, and they were like resurfacing it. So you'll and usually there's signs, you know, drop or whatever, right. and it was like a two inch oh, drop. And I, I wasn't going fast. I mean, maybe like 50 miles an hour. Like, and uh, I just I hit it. I slowed down. Like I saw the sign, but I slowed down like just just a little bit too late. And I hit it and just, and it dropped. And then like two seconds later, I like look at my air gauge and I could see my windshield kind of like slanting to one side. <laughs> I was like, uh-oh. Oh, no. We got to pull over. And thankfully there was no damage. I, you know, I pulled over and we ended up getting it home. He drove all the way we weren't too far from my house at mm -hmm. the time at a different place i lived but he i'm like well can you drive and just hit the air button while i'm driving so we drove like oh, i don't know yeah, five or six that. miles home Luckily and he didn't burn out the motor yeah and, and he's yeah, sitting there like it was it was a one of the airlines broke and so it like had a hole in like you know how there's like i don't i'm not sure how yours are but there's like a braided steel wire that goes from like right around the strut mm -hmm. the bag maybe like two feet to like whatever airline you run Correct. to yeah, the your, line or, yeah, right whatever. and that braided line um just kind of got it just kind of ruptured uh -huh. and so i had a small hole but it was small enough that you could still drive and get it, huh? i mean yeah i could if still pump it, it up with air yeah <laughs> so that was the only like major hiccup and i've ever had with it and um 
Yeah, because I did daily it for quite a while. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. Did, were, were you daily in this? Or? I did for, let's say, I bought it in 2008, and like I think probably like the first like three years or so. It was a daily driver. Um, and then after we painted it and did all the body work, I was like, I'm getting a daily. I was like, there's no way... There's no way yes. in hell that I'm going to drive this in winter. I'm like, I sanded. I know. Like, Yeah. yeah. Not... Everybody wants to daily, like, an mm-hmm. air, ride, air ride vehicle and everything like that until they have to daily an air ride vehicle. Uh-uh. And then, I mean, like... it, it rides great, and I love it, and there's, I, I don't have any problem with that. But, I mean, when it, as soon as you get into doing, like, the body work and you see you get all the sanding and the labor, like, I'll notice. I could tell you where every single little scratch is on this car. Like, right. I, yeah. you know, you know. And I was just like if i go through all this work you know it's after maybe two winters it's gonna be mm. it's not gonna be anything anymore right so and you don't want to ruin all that work right no. especially up here i mean they put down so much salt it's uh, un- unbelievable no yeah it's not it's not not a good situation yeah. so what's uh, what's the driving experience like is it i mean is it pretty mannered on the uh you know or do you have to you know so, is there like little tricks i always I always talk, you know, to guys who build custom cars. It's like, you know, we get in it and we'll start or something. It's like, oh, well, you got to jiggle the key this way, or you got to, you know, when you're turning this way, you got to watch out because it's gonna, you know, I rub mean, here or there. I like to kind of drive it a little bit on the lower side, mm-hmm. just for I like the way it looks. I like people's heads turning. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, you know what that's like. That means making wide turns. It means pulling into parking lots real right. slow. Uh, you know that typical lowered kind of stuff. Um, other than that, it's 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 pretty sporty. I mean, I, I don't like I said going from driving my Crosstrek as a daily. Yeah, I was about to say the, the Crosstrek is the daily. They, they, I mean, I used to, I just got that. I used to have a Jeep before, so going from like a Jeep, Crosstrek, and my other daily was a Pontiac Vibe. It was like getting in this thing was like, oh Vibe. man, I'd be man, so, I'd, I'd be heard about that I, car in a while. I would be I would just be over the moon. I'd driving it, just going like, just not even like ridiculously fast. Just hit eighty or do do a couple turns quick and just hear the motor, and and that really was like. Awesome. Well, you have this, that satisfaction of knowing for uh, you know since you've known it, since you've owned it since from, new, you have yeah. satisfaction of knowing where it came from, what you know, and what you fun, had to do to do this. The fun thing about it too is is like at the time when these came out, um, they had the. Like I said, they had the moldings on the side. Correct. And I think it was 2010 or 12. Whenever this body stop, body style stops, so two, the Mark Sixes. I'm not sure, 10 or 12. Mm, yeah. But they Volkswagen themselves decided to, you know what, we're going to do away with those moldings uh. from the factory, <laughs> because everybody started do. It was a big thing. Like like a lot of Volkswagen guys just started to do it, and they. I, right. I don't know if they just picked up on it. I'm sure they probably did, but. Uh, well, they, they've, al- they've always been kind of a quirky company, I think, that listens to their customers and, and yeah. consumers and, and knows what they want. And it, I, I tend to think the Volkswagen always upgrades in the correct fashion. It, it's very rare that they come out with a new product or new offering or new uh, you know generation, of, and it's worse than the previous one. It, yeah. It's very rare. And even my buddy, he has, he has the new generation of, uh, of a Rabbit. And, uh, that was, was originally what I was like getting, and then yeah, I he was got, super yeah. excited about this episode because he wants to start, you know, doing some things to his. And yeah. uh, I said, "Well, listen to this one, you know, and we'll, you know, we'll go from there." I mean, it's 
Yeah, I guess I guess all you know all the all the stuff that I did to this one. It's like he can go and buy the new one and it's done. Yeah, you know you don't yeah. got to worry about the body. Well, line. that's the problem with driving older cars is <laughs> yeah. uh, you don't have the newest and and most. You know, I mean, I, one thing that was cool is it, for a while there after I was I was you know I don't know. 2015 even still there were still people like oh is that one of the new ones i'm like no this is old man i mean i was old relatively but uh yeah, yeah i mean that was look, a big thing they were shaving all that stuff the bumpers were clear a lot of people were doing door handles a big thing is is the volkswagen they'll do the emblems they'll shave the emblems oh, on the front okay. and they'll do it on the hood too which is kind of funny because it's like the volkswagen people are so like they love volkswagens they're like but let's make it not look like a Volkswagen. Let's take all. Let's, yeah, let's take all the logos off. But we still love Volkswagen. <laughs> but that's the easy stuff, right? It's easy to shave that kind of stuff. Yeah, on some of the logos. some of the models. This one was kind of neat because this was the first one where they. I was about to say that thing pops out. Right. So if yeah. If you were going to shave that thing, you would have to redeck pretty much the whole back. Yeah, here. like the, it kind of like it's the logo. Oh, like the logo is the actual to open it. Yeah. Um, um, logo is the, ha the handle. On the Ooh, older like the older ones, the Mark IVs and the older body style where it's kind of a little more boxy it's just like an emblem that's like on the on the hood but it's kind of like embossed in there so you could peel off the emblem but then you still have to shave off yeah and it had a handle down there correct and i wanted to originally do the hand i wanted to do the door handles and like the side uh, mm -hmm. markers mm -hmm. but my uh cousin and ryan they're like they talked me out of, talked it. You out of it they did they're like look they're like it's gonna like you have trouble with the doors not opening right. and like since that is in a certain spot the mark the yellow side marker mm -hmm. it's like you know it's such a big area that it's likely that it'll start cracking or something right. and i wanted to do i wanted to do a lot more actually they they want there was one that i saw online that this guy went like crazy he like molded the front lip so the whole bumper was like smooth, S everything. Completely smooth. Like you had this body line still, but like this wow. was all smooth. This was smooth. This was smooth. And so what we're looking at is on the front bumper, the marker light on the front, and then the lower valance that's kind of hooked in. Yeah, like it would all lip. just be one piece essentially. Right. Is yeah. What it there was like. one going around on 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 the internet. You know how it is when there's a new model of something that comes out, mm -hmm. and like there's always going to be a couple guys that take it and they'll do something extreme with it and float. You'll see that all around. Some guy did that. He had like an iPad and a dash, and like it was oh, just, big yeah, deal. Have, yeah. And I was like, oh, that looks so smooth and so clean. But they were like, they were like, nah, I don't. You don't want to do that because it's gonna flex and crack. And right. and at the time, you know, I just trusted them because I didn't know a whole lot about bodywork. Yeah, and I mean, you get to a point too where uh, it's you know a, a timeless design, and you're an artist, you know, right? I mean, designs go in and out. You yeah. know, the, the whole clean shave. Like I remember. Uh, when the mini truck craze was going on, yeah. everything had to be shaved. Yeah. You couldn't have anything on the outside, no mirrors, no nothing. It had to be one streamlined big box. And now it's come to the point where, I mean, that's really, it's, you know, the shaved door handles and everything are still kind of in, but not, you know, you 100%. Yeah. You just don't see it a whole lot any longer. No, you, know? you don't. But I remember that was a, the, the big craze, is to make sure you took off every single piece on here and made it as streamlined as possible. I, I like that. I mean, I'm, I'm glad I ultimately didn't do the door handles and the, the front lip, but there's... Uh, it makes it look like a car still. Yeah, it does. You know? it's, it's What I liked about it and what I still love about it is it's, it's still like, people still look at it and they're like, oh, it's a Volkswagen, but what kind of Volkswagen is that? Mm -hmm. you know, we don't know, is that brand new? Is it right. old? Like they originally came with the honeycomb front, front grill, grill right here and i had had one I, you know the original one on there and then 
I uh, got that is a that's a Wolfsburg edition of like a Jetta oh, g- yeah. grill. That's what it, it reminded me of the Jetta. Yeah. I remember my aunt had a Jetta and yeah. I was like, that looks like a Jetta. And I just yeah, I was like, well, that's really clean, you know, and simple. And I like I like that. And then this front lip also is a uh, it's an it's like Volkswagen, but it's aftermarket. It's okay. it's a. Votex, I think, or Votex. I don't know. There was at the time there was a lot of companies floating around that made them that were like kind of not like knock off and like real Mm -hmm. flimsy and stuff. And and I was like reading and reading and reading. So I'm like, I don't want to get something that's like crappy and flimsy. So I sprung for the extra couple bucks, and I'm glad I did because it just was like sturdier. Yeah, it's peace of mind too. It it fit better. Was the biggest thing. The most thing that I. The, the thing that I read most was the fitment from like getting uh, something that was like OEM aftermarket or getting something that was like, you know, knockoff brand. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I the eBay stuff is cheap until you have to fit it on the body and make it fit. <laughs> right. And um, yeah, I'm glad that I sprung with that because it was the original one had like it didn't have like this little front. Valence right. right here. Mm-hmm. It just went like this. Like it didn't have this whole part. The whole yeah. And it doesn't that whole like double lip almost. Right. It doesn't yeah. seem like a whole lot, but a lot of those little things are kind of what. Um, but that's what makes it custom, it. and that's what you know. That, yeah. That's the things that, that you look at, you know, and, and that's what people look at and go, "Oh, that's." They don't know. That's not the yeah. same, right? It looks good, but that's it looks the, like from the factory. That's what I like. But that's the way you know car design should be. It should be. Not like in your face. Oh yeah, I did this. You know, yeah. it, it should be little things where people have to look at it and go, I don't know what's different about this, but something's a little bit different about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? and I think that, especially some of the best car designers right now, I think are doing that. Um, I, you know, like I said, timeless a few times. I think I think that you know we talked about the Discovery Channel guys, but I think Ken <laughs> he does a really good job of keeping everything very in a timeless like i gotta really look at that hard to figure out what you did there Mm -hmm. you know and i think it takes a special person to do that anybody can just go buy some parts and throw it at it and go yeah man built this (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah you really i mean it's it's an artwork like just like you know all those people that put anything together it's i mean you you can see the proof's in the pudding you know right absolutely Um, absolutely so what um do you want to do anything else to this, or is this kind of its final version? And oh, this is what man. you're happy it's, with? I've, got, I've gone on th- through so many roller coasters with this thing; it's <laughs> unbelievable. I mean, it depends what day you ask me. Some okay. days I might, right. some days I might, it might be for sale, and <laughs> which I'm pretty sure I have a for sale mm-hmm. sign in the back seat. And then other days I'm like, what if I airbrush it? Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, oh, it's just so clean. That's just not. Right. I can't. Um, I don't foresee anything in the. I don't know, not anything major. I've I have thought about kind of slightly changing the look of doing uh, some sort of chrome wheel mm-hmm. and like blue window tint because I always thought that was a super classy look. Okay. Um, but you're talking my language. That's yeah, like something late two thousands. That was big. You know, the, but, the mirror blue tint. It's and... a it's a fine line with like a real subtle blue tint, like a BMW. It comes factory, yes. like nothing over the top. And also with the wheels, like it's got to be something that would be just right. You know, nothing that's gonna be too gaudy. Mm-hmm. Um, that had been a th- that has been a thought in my mind for a while, but it's like I, I just have there's so many different avenues and things I'm interested in with my doing paintwork, riding bikes, working on my house. And it's like to yeah, get, you get a, a lot of things <laughs> down here to, to get to get a nice set of wheels and stuff and get you know it's like 
What's the priority there? Right. It's like right. it's it'll come around one day maybe, but when it when I don't know. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, no, I get it. I get yeah. it. I, I struggle with the same thing. I, that's why I tell everybody I have too many hobbies at this uh -huh. point, and now it's they're starting to get to be really expensive hobbies where mm. you got to pick and choose which yeah. which one you want to do. Oh, you know? I, know all about I see that. you're a part of the. Uh, Screw PA inspection mafia, just like oh I am. god, I haven't. <laughs> He's this guy's got 2017 inspection stickers on this. Yeah, if you're a Pennsylvania cop friend listening, don't don't mind that. It's okay. I don't, I don't my drive FJ, it much. My FJ had the same thing. I didn't have an inspector since 2017, and yeah. I had to get it inspected because I'm trying to sell it. So obviously, I had oh, to go yeah. do the whole inspection deal. But I'm like you. I was gonna try to ride it as long as possible. I, I, I just don't drive it much. Like, uh, I mean, like on a late Sunday night or like a chill afternoon. But mm -hmm. it's just not something that I drive very often. So honestly, I totally forgot about that. But yeah. it's nice to have friends, a lot of mechanic friends. So they'll they'll help me. Um, I mean, it's emissions exempt because I don't drive. Right. I drive it less than yes. whatever five hundred or two thousand miles a year. Correct. Yeah. So that's not a big deal it's just it's just been one of those things and i'm like i don't really need to you know i don't need to take and get inspected every year i mean i might i honestly god i'd be surprised if i put 500 500 miles on it a year yeah i mean i didn't know that rule until uh i moved up here and, and started getting some of uh i had like two newer cars and rsx and that and that fj and i, didn't, uh, yeah. I don't those drive are both much. cool cars rs those are cool and the fjs i'm gonna grab another drink yeah yeah um, by the way we're drinking this uh kentucky bourbon barrel ale very good from the lexington was it lexington brewing company i think uh back before covid yeah our, uh, pittsburgh had a great beer fest every year and we would go and i remember having this and i was like oh that was so good and I, like i told you last week i was uh i was you want to i do absolutely yeah. thank you I was in the beer store and I almost bought some because I knew there were some people coming over that really liked bourbon, so I figured I'd have some bourbon. Beer. Yeah, it's it's a great beer. Hey, shout out to Kentucky Bourbon Barrel Ale. <laughs> Do good stuff. Um, so where did we leave off? What were we talking about? Uh, bad inspection. Oh, my oh, a God. Acura. Yeah, yeah, Acura was fun. These are great cool cars. Yeah, I'm. Uh, the good part is, is it's right. It's around my house, so I still get to see it from time to time. My friend, it, so. um, Steve. Steve Simpson, shout out. He, uh, I did a, a couple of valve covers for him, but he just finished, I believe it's an RSX. And he builds like cars that are like, I'm pretty sure every car he's built has been like in a magazine. And they're all, oh, really? they're all in garages like slightly bigger than mine, which is not very big. Good for him. He's man. a master tech at. Really? He's a master tech at, uh, he's Nissan, but, um, yeah, he's a big Honda guy, and he's got, I mean, engine bay is shaved. I mean, he's, like, every body kit part is all, like, uh, was it Mugen or whatever? Oh, like, Mugen, all, yeah. like, big, yeah, I mean. All the high-end stuff. Big, big time, yeah. He's not far from here, but, uh, yeah, he's got a really nice ride. He yeah, just finished it. Yeah, I might have to it. talk to him, man. Yeah, I'll have to, to get... give you his info. Um, I mean, he his car, oh, man, you could, he could pick out, you could talk to him for hours of all the detail that goes. I mean, he's got his whole engine bay shaved. It's insane. I mean the guy over yeah. the top. Oh, yeah. oh, hands down. Yeah, I mean he's he's, he's <laughs> not not excellent. in it for the money. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say so. But mm -hmm. uh, yeah, well, it's worth taking a look at. Um, yeah, inspection. Uh, That's all right. Keep it like that. <laughs> See how long you can go. Yeah. Because at some point, some co if some cop pulls you over, he's gonna be like, I'm on my way to get wow, inspected man. right now. Like really, you know, just go get it taken care of. You know? I've gotten pulled over a couple times and. Uh, there's a funny story about that is 
for going driving too slow, which is, well, I guess the people that know me will be like, oh, doesn't surprise me. Um, but I got pulled over one night. It was like late, and I was driving. I wasn't even driving too slow. I was driving the speed limit because you know how when you see the headlights in your rear right. mirror, you're like, that's a cop for sure. For sure. And I Absolutely. saw the headlights, or and I saw the headlights, and I saw a speed limit sign, and I was like, that seems really slow for this road, but I'm gonna do it. Right. And sure enough, I got pulled over by two state troopers and. And I had my, you know, I had that, my air tank in the mm -hmm. back and I was pretty young at the time still. And I was like so oh. paranoid. I'm like, oh God, what are they going to, yeah. they're going to think, you know, I don't know what they're going to think. It's too low or what's going on. The windows are tinted. They let me go, but. They hit you for anything anymore. Yeah. It was just, it, I mean, they literally told me the reason they pulled me over was like, well, they're going kind of slow. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, I don't want to argue with you, but I'm like, okay, if you right. say so. Man, it's speed limit, low and slow. You whatever, know, yeah. there's nothing wrong with it. So. So tell me how this kind of transformed, because this is going to be a twofer episode, which yeah. is great. Tell me how this transformed into kind of your paint custom and paint airbrushing work. and custom, so custom work that you do. I, I mean, what would you call, you would call just custom paint? Because I mean, yeah, I, say custom I always paint. think of like guys, like there's some guys who are really good at pinstriping. Right. That's all they do is pinstriping. And there's some guys who are really good at airbrushing. Right. That's all they do is airbrush. And there's some guys you can just paint whole cars and that's what they're really good at. But it seems like you've got kind of got a little bit of everything going here. I know? do. And that kind of goes back to me like getting into everything. <laughs> um, well, I went to I went to school for graphic design. That's where my degree's in. And so I've always kind of had a interest in art. Um, and around the time that we were doing this car and everything, I still, you know, I painted. I was still pretty young out of college and I just painted like, paintings like acrylic canvas whatever goofy stuff and i had like posted something on facebook about you know i'm interested i need to get an airbrush and then like sure. the guy zach zach bell that helped uh my cousin chad put it on air ride he like messaged me he's like hey i got an old one laying around i'll just mail it to you oh wow. so he, he, nice, he sent me an old one and i mean it was just such a learning curve and there was just so much to learn there. And it was around the time, like I said, we started doing the body work on this and I didn't know the first thing about automotive paint. Like I was all like <laughs> canvas craft store paint, like mm -hmm. just brushes, you know, do, having fun with stuff, painting Volkswagens, painting monsters, whatever. And then, uh, you know, I started with Ryan and my cousin, we sand and doing the body work and just, learning that stuff and then i got the airbrush and then i'd started painting parts uh valve covers were a big thing and it yeah. just kind of yeah as, seen you, some as your, you can tell it's just I've seen some on your on your instagram it has good. tell everybody what your instagram is instagram is uh at kokenda customs so or facebook out. or facebook yeah um there's some great uh there's some great valve covers. there's a lot of lot of variety there and the valve cover stuff kind of just really spiraled out of control i, I it, like it's all it's just the honda community and shout out to you know all those guys they you know they're great i, I never set out to be like i'm gonna be the valve cover guy it, i never ever ever is that what you're known as is the valve cover guy it now? really feels that way it does <laughs> and it's so at the time um we went to a lot of these big they're not really shows. They're just meets in Port Alliance. Right. Yep. Yeah. And, little, um, little meets. Yeah. Around town. Big, big shout out to Don Napier. He's one of the owners of that. He he's always been very supportive and try to you know help me set up a booth and start try to, you know, promote me and help me out. Sure. Um, Off to tag him. I didn't know that y'all were y'all were. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's yeah. a great guy. Um, so, 
he they every every meet or whatever they have like a best engine bay best valve cover and like best car or cleanest car mm -hmm. or something and i saw like the valve cover thing it was just a fun thing to like get people involved and you know have sure. fun with it and i did one for my i saw the stuff that was like winning and i was like oh, i could do that and and my friend uh lauren i did an engine cover for her and it was like i mean back then it was like I was using craft paint and clearing it with like <laughs> Rust-Oleum clear and like doing doing like filling in body lines with like epoxy from Walmart sure. and like I knew enough but at the time I you know I still was in a little apartment I, and I didn't have all these spray guns and all this mm -hmm. tool and I was like I know how to make stuff look nice but I don't have all those great tools right. and stuff so I just worked with what I had and and it, and it won and it really what like it felt like a big deal to me but then what, what did the valve cover look like oh god it had like <laughs> oh, man. it had like you should see his face <laughs> it had like i had like it a, sounds very period correct like a, like a checker checkerboard type of pattern and like this monster she's like just do whatever you want and at the time i was real into this artist called alex pardee he does okay. a lot of stuff for like the used of their album covers and stuff and i just was like okay i'm just gonna have fun with it and then it won and then it kind of started to be like around that time i was experimenting with different techniques wood grain being a big one mm -hmm. that was like it just kind of came natural and what to year me. was this oh god 2000 let's see it would have been 2010 maybe okay ish because i right. i yeah two, i'd say 2010 maybe 11 somewhere in that ballpark um and i started experimenting with uh different paint techniques like wood graining anything it was like with the texture because like just having like an artistic like mindset i knew like that stuff is what makes like it's interesting to your eye because it like you're tricking your eye you see yes. something you know like that looks like wood but it's on metal or it's on plastic and i just go down to rabbit holes when i get involved in stuff and i'll just watch youtube videos and read stuff and go on forums and i'm like oh that, that doesn't look so i could do that so then she her like payment for me was i she gave me an old her old valve cover she like got one a new one and i painted it she gave me her old one and like she worked at a cleaning a car cleaning place she gave me a bunch of cleaning supplies so i was like okay well i'll paint the one she gives me and i'll put that up for sale and i just mm -hmm. did it wood grain and then uh the guy um christopher burkhart i'm trying to th uh oh man he, he just he's out of new york he just he has like a big uh I'm drawing a blank on what his like car meat is, but anyway, he bought it, and I was still doing stuff like like spray paint, base coat, Rust-Oleum enamel clear, mm -hmm. and I was putting tons of coats on it, sand, sanding it, polishing it, so like nobody could tell it wasn't like automotive. Correct. It still looked fantastic. And hey, don't knock Rust-Oleum, man. <laughs> I know a bunch of guys, and shout out to my buddy Mike. He's a uh, he's not a huge car guy. Yeah. But uh, he has had some really uh, like big diesel trucks because he used to work in construction. Yeah. And whenever his his wheels got dirty, he just took Rust Oleum and Krylon and just sprayed them instead yeah. of cleaning them. Hey man, that stuff works just as well as anything it else. It did. It really did. I mean, it worked great. And I I, I painted that, and then Chris uh, ended up buying it for like I don't know. It was like a hundred bucks or something. And mm -hmm. I was like, oh, it's all a hundred bucks, you know. And You're I'm like, wow, I'm, I could really do this now for so money. So yeah, I, you money. know, I, things started progressing, and I like I started a Facebook page, and then somebody, 
the the Hershey's one. That's what kind of like put it over the top. The Hershey's one is awesome. Uh, that's it's, really it's what... a it's unique and b it's perfect for this area. <laughs> I mean, if, no, well, that, if nobody doesn't the, know, Hershey PA is huge. The owner of that actually um, is from New York, I believe. Really? Yeah, he came to me with the idea, and you know, and I'm like, he he gave me a little bit of wiggle room, and about like he wanted it to just look like the Hershey, the you know, the cookies and cream. Right. candy bar cover right. and i was like well what if i which, do it like which, by the way is my favorite candy bar from hershey's <laughs> it is hands down it is, is my good um and i was like well you know what if i make it look like it's peeled back and there's like a bite taken out of it because at the time i was learning and experimenting with techniques where it looks like that peeled back look mm -hmm. yeah it looks like shadows right and, and like i that. was like i you know i'm getting pretty good at this like let me you know i want to have a go at this give me a little wiggle room and so he did and that was around the time that like Instagram was still kind of coming up and everything, mm -hmm. and and it just went nuts. Like I, he posted that, I posted that, and it would just it went absolutely insane. Like I just he nobody expected that to happen. I I didn't expect it. I just took anybody anytime anybody come to me came to me with a paint job and wanted to pay me. I just I just looked at it as an opportunity. Mm -hmm. Like you know this is just an opportunity to. To, to paint something and get paid, you know, I'm not, you know, I still have a lot to learn Correct. and I just want to just, just paint. I don't want to paint anything right. I get my hands on. And, so, and, the, and painting is not your, your first job. No, by no means yeah. do I make so what do you, what do you do on a regular basis? Cause I think we talked about <laughs> right. this beforehand. A lot of people think, Oh, you're a painter. That's what you do for a no, living. Like, no, 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 no. Cars aren't coming just in and out here no. all day long. And like mm. me, they're like, Oh, you just do a podcast. Like, no, mm -hmm. no, I have a regular job all day long. <laughs> okay. No. Uh, so I used to work in graphic design for about like 10 years and I just got out of that. And about two years ago. So I work in like the, I guess, I guess you'd say the oil and mining industry. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not a miner, but I work with like, a company that provides products that they use in mines and stuff. Right. So in a nutshell, I work in a warehouse on a daily basis and I'm doing, you know, I'm doing labor. Um, but uh, yeah, so that, that popped up, you know, I got that opportunity and I think that was right around the time I was starting to transition into like a charging more money and B starting to use automotive products mm -hmm. like i was still kind of using a little bit of like spray can stuff for base coats but then i was using like automotive clear like mm -hmm. over top of stuff and starting to step your game up right because i was like if i'm going to charge more money i got to start using better products be right. you know like i want to be honest about this like you know i still have a long way to go with stuff but mm -hmm. you know it was just, it, it was it just felt like a natural progression for me and uh so you know i did that and so it was uh, very well received yeah so and i'm sure you kind of touched on it now and this was going to be one of the questions and i, I know obviously i know the answer i've had plenty of things painted why are paint shops so expensive <laughs> oh it's a great question as, as, as so, i looked at all your paint sitting up there right, right now yeah, so there. <laughs> um there's uh paint's not cheap yeah, and I, I, mean, I want everybody who uh, listens to this paint's not is cheap. always like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to get a car painted. Like, mm. no, it, it's not cheap. There's a lot of things that go into it. Now, when you're looking at, we're looking at my airbrush shelf here with all my airbrush paints. Now, not to completely contradict what we just said, but the airbrush paint is, on a smaller scale, it's reasonable. These are like two or three ounce bottles, mm -hmm. and they'll pretty much last me a long, long time. However, I mean, that's not... You know, these are very, 
they're very small amounts and they're for, you know, when I'm doing detailed stuff on the side of a helmet or engine right. cover or a bike or a motorcycle tank, you're not using a tremendous amount of paint. But, it's a very specialized cover color for a very specialized right. project. And I, I mean, I've invested over years of just buying like different, different, um, like kits of like here's a here's a metallic kit of of airbrush colors or here's a pearlescent color or here's candy colors but when you get into like actually the um the the automotive clear coat or yeah, you like say hey clear, i want to yeah. i want to pearl this color to match my car like a paint code i don't have a paint a paint mixing system i mean auto body shop those are you're looking at easy like 10 to 20 grand to get a mixing mm -hmm. system maybe even more and you know, I get I go to a paint shop and I, you guys or whoever gives me the code and they'll they'll mix anything up for me, but I mean I've painted some Honda valve covers where they want a color matched um, color for their car, and it was it's been eighty dollars for a pint of paint. Mm -hmm. So it's like when I'm trying to charge people back in the early days of like three hundred dollars to do an engine cover and I'm covering all the labor all the materials, usually 90% of the time shipping on the way back, I'm giving you a, a quite a bit for your money. Right, right. Um, and take everybody, and, <laughs> yeah, and take everybody through the process of how kind of the whole thing works because it's not like, because I'm sure most guys are like, oh yeah, my car's already perfect. You should just be able to put down, you know, a primer and some paint and you should be good. Or parts. Right. You know, my parts are straight. I mean, look at them. So there, I mean, it's like anything else, I guess. Like when you know the process, to me, it feels like any other trade because there's so many tools involved in it and there's so many steps. But I feel like a lot of times people seem to think you have an airbrush and it's just like the airbrush is magic. And the air, it's just like you get a part and you just airbrush it on and it's like shiny and it looks amazing. And so like one I of my- I can't wait to quote that. Honest, my, honest to God, like one of the biggest struggles for me is like just, you know, I'm, I'm doing automotive like body work on your part 90% of the time. I mean, I've had a, a couple times where people will bring me parts that are painted and base coated and wet sanded and I can airbrush them and they'll take them back and clear coat them. But that is very, very rarely ever the case. I mean, that's, and even when it is, I'm extremely skeptical because it's like, if you're going to, I don't know what, you know, that's what you're saying you're bringing me, but if it's not good, I can't do really my job. Like I can't put the artwork on it and give it back to you be because it's not gonna like it's not gonna stick or it's gonna it's gonna something's gonna happen to yeah. it and it's gonna reflect poorly yeah. on on me. And that's the other side of, a big the, of the coin, right? Is yeah. hey, you want a really nice piece for yourself, but at the same time, your name is on it, and uh -huh. you know you get business <laughs> off of your name being on something else. Right. I mean, that's the way it kind of builds up. And. um the, the engine covers are very unique in that sense because they're just, I mean, it's one thing to see a finished product of a Hershey's engine cover or I just finished uh, that Venom one, which was really cool. That I Venom mean, that guy, awesome. oh my God. I love, when guys like that come to me and they have these ideas, I'm like, yes, 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 <laughs> yes. Um, and that was just an engine cover. It wasn't a valve cover, so it was it wasn't exactly it doesn't really it like get a the dress up heat. piece right yeah it doesn't really get the heat sink and and the cycles that a you know a but iron piece would the that... tough part about it is like every engine cover again for the record i don't set out to be the engine cover guy and i'm not going <laughs> to turn gonna be the engine cover i'm guy. not going to turn anybody <laughs> down that comes to me but what i what is a tough thing that i can't really get people to understand sometimes is 
en engine cover, valve covers are so, every motor is so unique. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, you might see that and see like a Honda one that I did and come to me with like a different motor and with this wild idea and like there's so many nooks and crannies and crevices like I might not be able to make what you want work and it's not because I don't want to do it it's because <laughs> it's extremely difficult like yeah. that's not a flat surface it's 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 right. very very difficult very difficult and, right. um a lot of the Honda ones have uh they have the the coil covers I had these made a long time ago what I do with them? Um, I always love these, uh, yeah, interesting parts like this. Yes, it's a K series coil pack cover, and I had these made. I have about four or five of them left, mm -hmm. and the big reason I had them made is because like I need surface area to work. Like right. I, I can't, you're, if you're, like engine covers are just so oddly shaped, and if you want a mural of something or a face of something or whatever it may be, like I, I need flat surface area to work. Like, that and simple. I think uh, on the K series, because it was in my my Acura, it has a big plastic piece where that metal piece is, correct? Right. The ones, yes. th and then it has like the grooves in it if has from the, the factory or whatever. Um, there's a lot of aftermarket ones out there. And a lot of times, um, I'll try to throw this in for guys and be like, hey, if you mm -hmm. want a K series, I got this piece I'll throw in. And once I get rid of these four, that's it. I'm not doing them again. So <laughs> if you're listening and you got a K series, you, you, you better hurry. There's only four of them. Left. I got four of these left. And he's, after, he's only doing four more after, valve covers on the K series. You're after, done. After that, yeah, I, I don't know. And that's <laughs> you're gonna have to bring your own. Yeah, and yeah. they better be good. <laughs> it, yeah, it's got to be you know flat, and, and there's got to be surface area there because it's it's like there's just so much. There's only so much space to put stuff. And if you if your design has a certain character or whatever, and and there's like a like the you know the bolt hole or the uh, the oil the oil uh, oil cap in mm -hmm. a certain area, and like can't mine put is, a face right where the where right, the oil cap I, is. I can't. I mean, it's a, it's very. It's just it's that's one of the things that it really kind of stresses me out sometimes because I'll people will message me and like they want answers so quickly like how much how much how much and it's like I don't always know that I can make what you want work mm -hmm. or. I have to kind of tweak. You have to give me some freedom to tweak it. Like, yeah, I, and I think a lot of people get frustrated because they're like, they want that instant, like, oh, this is gonna cost me five hundred bucks. Like, oh, okay, cool. Here, it's yours. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh but, yeah. I mean, Especially again, nowadays, you're an artist and your name's going on it. it it's it's their car, but your name is. I would on, sooner. On the work. I tell everybody that I do any work for. I would sooner gladly tell you, like, hey, I don't feel comfortable doing that, mm -hmm. than bullshitting you and and doing something that you're not happy with. I honest to God would not because it's just not, it's not worth the frustration for me. I don't want you to be unhappy. Mm -hmm. Like there's just, it's not a win-win situation. So there's a lot of times people will message me. I'll, I'll look at what they want or they'll, I mean, best case scenario, they'll, mm -hmm. they'll message me with an idea and some pictures mm -hmm. and I can kind of, I'll try to go through the process as quickly as I can in my head if it's an engine cover and think, okay, that's not going to work. Or, okay, I can make that work if I steer you this direction. But gotcha. um, some, a lot of times it's tough because people will just come to me with ideas that are like, they're just <laughs> slow, like, they think that I just sit down and draw stuff. Right. And it's like. I wish you could see this guy's facial expressions because <laughs> it's like. Uh, I it, know that feeling like guy it's it, it, it not going like, to happen. <laughs> I, I love all my customers in my in fullest heart, but I'm not Chip Foose where I sit down mm -hmm. and just it just stuff just flows off the pencil. Right. 
you know, I, it's just, it's just not, it's just not the case. Like when I was younger, I was really eager to, when I'd get messages about people that wanted work, like specifically the, the Hershey's, when that blew up, I got messages like my thing was ding, 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 oh, which is great. But I started doing Photoshop renderings for people and it just ended up being I'd spend hours to do stuff and then it's like, oh, it looks cool. I'll let you know. I'll let you know. I'll let you know. And it's like, I can't keep doing this for I let you knows mm -hmm. because I'm not going anywhere. And then it's just making me hate what I do. And it's not, you know. It, it sounds like the <laughs> setup and upfront process is way harder than the actual work that's being done at this point. <laughs> I, it's, I'm not a salesperson. I never have been. And that's like one of the toughest things. When you do, when you, anybody has a small business, you have to wear so many hats. Mm -hmm. And I think people, I don't know that they like, I just don't know that they think about that or they realize it. And it's not that I like. Well, again, they think that you're down here, you know, eight hours, you wake up, you have your cup of coffee, you come down here okay. and you're doing artwork all day long for all these people. No. And that's really not I the wish case. I wish it was, but I mean, when you <laughs> At have... At some point, you'll get there, though. Any, I, it's flattering. You, I like to you think do. so. You do. you got great talent, man. It, it's I, incredible. I, I'm indifferent about the word talent. <laughs> if you were to see some of the first engine covers or anything that I painted, mm -hmm. I mean, like I said, I was literally using like Apple Barrel craft paint and a paintbrush. Okay. I, I, it was just awful. I... I I really like any trade. If you're gonna put more into it, you're gonna get more out of it. Mm -hmm. And I truly feel like that I've, I've had an interest in art, mm -hmm. and it's developed a lot. But there's a lot of tools yeah, that I use. Like right. when I say that I redraw stuff. For instance, having a graphic design background, mm -hmm. I'm doing this Dr. Pepper themed helmet yeah. right now. So he's got a helmet here, and this is uh, I don't know. It's like what a mountain bike helmet. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a newer, newer looking helmet. Yeah, and awesome. um, my customer wants a Dr Pepper theme, so um, which is cool. You know, I like it. I love the idea. Um, but I have in my hands a Dr Pepper uh, vinyl vinyl sticker, sticker for yeah. for the lack of a better description. But it's actually a special vinyl that's a low tack. It's made for this sort of thing. And um, so what I did was I pulled the image off the internet. And this is a lot of back-end stuff that people don't see. Mm -hmm. And I try to post a little bit on my Instagram to help just to, to, to like explain the process. But I found the image online of the logo. And then what I'll do is I actually redraw it on the computer. Mm -hmm. And whenever I say redraw, I feel like sometimes people, you initially just think hand, draw, mm -hmm. redraw. But, you know, and if anybody out there listening is in, you know, knows about Illustrator or Photoshop, you, you have vector artwork and you redraw stuff so you can actually like resize it and do anything you want with it and what I do is I'll redraw logos and I'll send them you know I cut them out on my own plotter mm -hmm. so if you have a logo for your business whatever it may be and you want it on your motorcycle your helmet your engine cover um, I can redraw it and that's a lot of stuff that's back end on my computer right, it's built into the price there it, yeah i try to build that into the price and um but it's a it's a it's a step it's a part of the process nevertheless Correct. and um and yeah and that's part of what can get tricky because as you can see this is not oh, a yeah. nice surface it's not it, I mean, yeah so what we're looking at is uh it's got a bunch of uh like there's a lot of vents vent holes in it and everything and there's no really great place to put the right. sticker so it's like laying flat and you can catch the whole thing right and like anybody who's tried to put a round sticker on a round helmet mm -hmm. or anything for that matter <laughs> that's not flat you'll see how that 
doesn't work out so smoothly. For so sure. when people message me with like ideas, like that's the stuff that's like running through my head like so quickly. I'm like, is this gonna work? Do I think there's a chance I can make it work? Mm -hmm. Can I, you know, figure it out? And that that part's it's very it's very difficult. It really is. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, you have a challenge here, and you're working in 3D too. And right. I think a lot of people they think like artists, and and you have like some really really nice canvas work here, and that's on a flat surface, right. Again, you know, flat. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> 2D. Now you're working with a 3D helmet or a 3D tank or, or engine a fender cover. or an engine cover yeah. that has dips and and all kind of stuff, and now you have to work within that and still make it look correct right. when someone's looking. Yeah, at that. It, I mean, you know? that's what that's what is engaging to your eye is the like you're tricking your eye into whatever the texture is or the logo whatever it is that you want like I have to make it look accurate and it gets tricky when you start working on surfaces that are curved or have you know dips and mm -hmm. cracks and bends and stuff yeah I mean so Jen and I we both we both do art I mean we both grew up uh, she was an art teacher uh, for a little while she grew up doing oh art. cool yeah so she does impressionist art like watercolors and stuff oh nice watercolors is very tough it's very tough and like uh, and she even has pieces like around the house where I look at it and then I'll look I'll, I'll look at it for like a year and then I'm like <laughs> oh man I just caught something else in that picture right uh -huh. there and I do the same thing you know I do 2d stuff and you know, I, I did a piece, you know, a pinup girl that I wanted on the side of my, um, the side of my '59 Apache, and she's like, "Well, I mean, you drew it, like, why can't you just go paint it on there?" I'm like, yeah. it, "It's not the same, right? <laughs> I don't think you. It's it's not like me sitting here and drawing this." There's out, a big you know? process there. There really is, and especially when you get to recreating logos and and that sort of thing, because there's just there's a lot of layers to work with there. There's just so, there's so much. There's just such a process there that it's just hard to like get through to people that it's not like I'm picking up my airbrush and I'm literally <laughs> just like like freehanding stuff. Right. Right. Um, it's just not it's not the case. Yeah. Um, so you go from setup, so you get the piece. Sometimes it's in good condition. Sometimes I would it's bad. Say Do you ever strip anything here and go I from, bait, from like say bare nothing? Like eighty to ninety percent of the stuff that I get is always in bad condition. Oh, okay. All the time. Good I to mean, know. because like, <laughs> great to know. I just, I got to the. I've tried to do, my, like the process in so di so many different ways. Like over the years, I, I used to paint in you know p other people's garages my mm -hmm. old work had a shop uh, like a open space that i used mm -hmm. I, I i tried i was like well what if i what if i find a good shop and pay them to do the you know hey get this part based and cleared in this stage and i'll do artwork you can come back and clear i tried that and it just doesn't work because just to get stuff painted is so expensive it was cutting into my price so much Correct. that i was like i'm not making any money mm -hmm. at this or at least very for fun very now. little and i was like i did that maybe two or three times and i quickly learned i was like hey you know body shops are are charging two hundred dollars to take an engine cover from crap to a base color flat that i needed to airbrush and i'm charging people at the time i was charging people 350 i was like and including shipping mm -hmm. i was like i'm not making any money at that. so <laughs> i qu i quickly was like um, you know, I do everything from the ground up. Now, at the time, back in the past there, I didn't always have a space to work. Now that I have this nice studio, I have my little garage there, everything's all under one roof. Mm -hmm. I kind of fell off for a little bit because um, I didn't have the place to work. Mm -hmm. And I didn't, I tried subbing the workout, but it was entirely too stressful to run around, 
you know, drop the parts Make off. Make sure everybody pick, was doing it correctly. Do, yeah, and it, it didn't, it, so I stopped. It kind of fell off the map for a little bit because I was like, I have to just kind of recoup, wait till I get stuff all in order because it's just, it was too hard to explain to people like, like, hey, this it's this price because, you know, if I charge you three fifty and I and somebody charges me two hundred to do the body work and you know I'm paying shipping and I'm doing ten hours worth of work to make a hundred bucks, it's not worth it. Not worth your time. It's not right? worth it. Like I love doing this. Don't get me wrong, mm -hmm. but I can't build a business that way. Right, you're not working for five dollars an hour. <laughs> no, I mean I've gone through that stage in the early mm -hmm. years, but I'm I'm past that point. And there's still a ton that I have to learn, and I always try to like. I'm just making sure. Batteries uh, okay. are a big thing on this podcast. Okay. You didn't hear the early stages of the podcast uh, when I had some crap batteries in this thing. Uh, really? And we were going into cold garages, like luckily mm. it's warm in here. And these things were cutting out because the batteries were just getting chewed up. So that's why I looked mm. at it. But we're okay. fine. We have three bars. Good, good, good. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, I kind of figured that like, hey, I, I'm just going to do everything myself. It's just easier that way. I feel better about it. It takes a little bit longer, but ultimately it was making me better mm -hmm. as a painter, as a, as a, as a, you're learning the whole process of things. Well, yeah, you understand the whole business, you know, you understand what, the whole process. What now. works and then it becomes, uh, like now it's become more for me of like, now that I have everything under one roof, it's like, how can I start doing stuff faster, mm -hmm faster 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 in and out in and right out. and i mean it still does take me a while because you know do work in a full-time job and coming home in the evening i do have stuff planned i'm like okay tonight i'm just gonna get this part wet sanded or i'm gonna get it base coated and cleared and which doesn't sound like much but mm -hmm. whenever you gotta you gotta uh say i have the helmet and primer mm -hmm. like one night i'm gonna wet sand it I'm like okay i got it wet sanded Tomorrow night, I'm going to set up, I'm going to wet the garage floor, mix mm -hmm. my base coat. I'm going to spray my base color, let it dry for a little bit, spray my clear. There's a lot of little things that take time there. I have to clean out my gun. I have to clean up the stuff. I mean, to do those two things might take me a couple hours easy. Right. And and that's, that's fine. I, I don't mind because I'm doing it all under one roof now and I enjoy it, but... It's still, yeah, it's still, pro it's a big process. It really is. I, all my customers are great. I mean, they really are. That's good. Um, I, I've not really had anybody, any bad customers because like I said, all, I, I would honestly rather turn down somebody well, I than think, have uh, a bad customer or have somebody unhappy. Yeah, and you know, I work in sales you know, and everything. I think if you set that expectation up in the, in the front part, it makes yeah. the whole rest of it easy. Like, hey man, I'm not going to get this turned around in two days. No, like, it's it's going to be happen. here for a little while because I do this and I do that. And I take a little bit more time to do this and I want to make sure it's right. You know, and you, you know, from, you know, someone who has got, I have gotten a bad paint job before from a guy and was like, yeah, I can turn that around in a week. Like, mm. eh, it didn't come out great. And I learned my yeah, lesson, you yeah. know, it's like, oh, okay, I'll take the quick turn. And I'm not, wasn't, I think here's know. another thing to touch, touch base on too, is like a lot of people don't. I don't think they're even aware of like when you get into automotive paint, you need a pretty good controlled environment. Mm -hmm. You really do. Like, right. I mean, you really, really do. Um, yeah, we talked to Nate a lot, uh, you know, because he painted his Nova over like two years or something like that. Yeah. And he said with all the changing seasons and everything, mm -hmm. like they learned so much oh, yeah. about the prep and like when to shoot, good, shooting good in the cold, when yeah. shooting in the warm. I well, mean, it, it comes out completely different. I had, uh, so the one of the shops that I worked in, it was a screen printing shop. And in the, in the back of the shop, I had like this, this, this I don't know, 10 by... 
10 by 20 like uh two by four frame built with plastic wrapped around it and like mm -hmm. it was my paint booth and but it was hot screen printing shops are extremely hot and um i learned that you know i was learning at the time about different clears and different slow fast medium reducers and I, d I was getting so much like solvent pop because stuff was like it was trying to cure too fast and mm -hmm. like i was still using it even still i was using like a slow reducer but um, and then on the flip side of that, you come to my little studio here, my little garage. Mm -hmm. I don't quite have heat in there just yet. I have a heat lamp, but not like mm -hmm. it's not heated, heated. Um, thankfully, we're getting into the summer months. But uh, there's times, yeah, where I, I have to, that's another part of the process. I have to plan like, oh, this, okay, this, this day of the week is going to be 50 degrees or 60 degrees. Right. Like I got to, you know, I don't want to spray this stuff yeah. and well, it doesn't cure. Especially right now where it 17, like a couple of nights ago, it was just 17 degrees and then uh -huh. it went up to like 45. Yep. Like that's completely two separate environments. You uh -huh. know, oh yeah. That we could live in. I, uh, that stuff that definitely <laughs> stresses me out because I mean, it did a little bit more in the beginning, not as much now. Um, but because when you go to a stage where it's like, you know, this would be in a normal place, it would be done this helmet it would be you know base coat you got the flake the clear it's painted done deal is that visor the the final this, color yeah this is the final oh, like this gorgeous. is this is a uh this thing this has some color. pretty heavy heavy metal flake in it uh it's obviously that dr pepper kind of purple brown yeah uh with really gorgeous like red metal flake in it, it looks, um, that's gonna look great it is it's a, it's a really fun it's a fun it's a fun color but um what will stress me out is like, so at that point I get art, you know, I might have five or 10 or 15 hours worth of artwork and stuff. And then you get into clear coat and it's like, mm -hmm. man, if this doesn't go right, this is setting me back. Not just like right. a day, this is setting me back a lot, like a lot of work. So that's another thing that I, I, people don't realize is like, if you, there's, it's not like I can just come down, come home from work and I feel like working for 20 minutes. It's like, you, I got to get, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a process. You know, I got to clean out my tools when I'm done. I have to, you know, get all my stuff ready, get the, get the parts cleaned. It's not like you're just, I'm going to come down here and just whip some stuff up mm -hmm. in like 20 minutes or an hour. I mean, if that was the case and it was there an easy button like that, I mean... I'd be the first to let you know because I'd be making a lot more money. <laughs> That's what I tell Jim whenever I, because I'm in the middle of restoring my Chevelle. You know, she'll come down there like 30 minutes and I'm and I'm still setting up. She's like, what did you put on? I'm like, started. I'm still setting up the air compressor. Like, I'm, uh -huh. I'm still setting up my lights. I'm still setting up uh, all my tools that I'm going to need to put this thing together, you uh -huh. know. And I try to, like, I try to plan stuff out pretty well. Um, I'm, I'm obviously getting better at it now that I can do everything under one roof, mm -hmm. which I'm extremely extremely happy about yeah. and you said you remodeled this whole basement i did i did know. this i've been in this you're house jack of all trades man i, like I mean i do electrical i don't oh, do I hate electrical yeah I see it. i do yeah, it but i hate it here. this is perfect <laughs> yeah oh god i don't like it one bit i didn't yeah i did all this yep um yeah and he put some uh, beautiful like uh some can lights up in here very flat yeah uh, i did a bunch of these for my buddy earlier this year uh, thankfully basement, when so. i bought the house the guy had the electric all everything was labeled real well uh -huh. so i knew where i was starting that was great um i that was like a big one of the big selling points for this house like it needed a lot of work but it was uh -huh. like i know where i could kind of right and, and even i know where i could start off but even then prior yeah. to this i've never done anything like it i just i'm a i'm a very like i don't know you got to do it yourself and i mean when you're when you're an artist and you do stuff like this 
every single job is like just problem solving, problem solving. And it's, it's fun. I think that's what brings me back to it. That's why I love it. I always keep, cause there's so much stuff to learn and there's so much stuff I haven't done yet. Mm -hmm. And there's so much stuff that people will message me about ideas to do paint jobs. And I, I really genuinely want to do them, but it sometimes it doesn't go anywhere because it's like, I need a deposit. I need something to tell me you're serious because right. I can't like, there's a lot of, I would, there's a lot of things I'd love to do. I'd mm -hmm. love to go ride my bike, drive my car. Mm -hmm. I'd love to do work for you, but it costs money. You know what I mean? Like if you want something, something painted, you know, if you, it, it's, it just, it costs money. It's that right. simple. Um, and I don't really typically ask for a whole lot. If I get your part or if I get a deposit, if I get your part, I know you're serious. You send right. me your part. If I get a deposit, I know you're serious. Mm -hmm. I'll do like a Photoshop. A lot of times I'll do a Photoshop rendering where I'll take a picture of, of, oh, what is my phone? There's over here. I'll do, a, I'll take a picture of whatever the part is. And if you, if you supply me with a picture from the internet or I, something you like, um, I'll do a Photoshop of it. Um, and it helps me visualize what is oh, okay. going on and what I think it kind of, helps me go through the process in my head and it helps give you the customer an idea right. of what to expect what to expect it's always and, about setting expectations ahead of time right I and mean, that is the biggest deal and um but i run into a big hurdle there of like sometimes people think well i'll just i'll just rattle off an idea and he's just gonna like draw it up mm -hmm. and it's like i can't i can't do that right. like i can't sit down for an hour two hours three or four hours to like draw something and then you come back and hit me with oh, like I'm, th that. I'm thinking about this what about change this up mm -hmm. and then i'm right back you know then i before you know it, i got 10 hours wrapped up and stuff and just prep work and that's that you nothing, haven't even nothing i have no down. deposit i have no i have no nothing um so i i've gotten to like an okay point where sometimes that stuff will come along and if it's a bigger job um i'll do i'll and i think there's like potential they're serious mm -hmm. I'll do, I'll spend the time on my own and I'll do it with the exception, like the boat paint job was one of them. I, you know, I was like, I want to, I want to do this. I want to get this. Yeah. And I, that's what I wanted to get into was like, uh, shout out you, you have Gary. Yeah. You've had, uh, so in here, obviously he has helmets. He has some tins from a bike. Um, you know, obviously you have some great canvases, canvas work, yeah. but you also, you've done, you've done cars. You did a Fotina paint job oh correct? yeah uh, on, that, 60, on that c10 65 c10 yeah yeah which is great i posted that up uh so my 59 that's a fotina paint job as oh well. is it yeah 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 someone did a very very good job it's a little mix of both because yeah. i think the car was a little it's a little bit of both but it, it, it mixed had in some yeah that's nice yeah it mixed in real well but then you also did a boat, did a boat yeah. <laughs> the boat is out of control because it has some great airbrush and uh, yeah, just talk about, so talk my customer, about that boat right there. That, that, awesome. that was a fun story. It was a fun job. It was a great learning experience, a great customer. Shout out to Gary Dunright Construction if you're listening. Um, <laughs> he, you know, like a lot of the business I get, it comes through Facebook mm -hmm. and I get messages and, you know, somebody messages me and I say, hey, my buddy's got a 42 foot boat he wants painted. And I'm thinking, like no way, this man. is this is bullshit like <laughs> I, I you know okay like There's i'm not no gonna way. turn it down but what are the odds of this being like serious because you know as we were talking here you could tell like a lot of people just simply don't understand mm -hmm. the process and how much work it is so you know I, I i i was like hey if he's serious here's my number tell him to give me a call so he calls me and he's like hey you know what's going on here's what i got here's what i want to do 
you know, here's my stop, my shop, stop on by. And he's not far. He's in like Fawn, Fawn area. So mm -hmm. it's not too far from here. But uh, I go and I look at it and I see this great big boat up on, up on bricks and cinder blocks. And like, that's when it hit me. I see all this heavy equipment around like, this dude's serious. I'm like, this is, this is serious. This guy is I'm like, this real. is not, this is not a joke. So I'm like trying to like, I'm just like going through all these things in my head of like, you know, what do I do? What do I do? So I didn't do any of the like prep work or base, like priming base code okay. stuff. I, I strictly just did artwork and I helped uh, Gary, the owner do like the clearing on the final okay. stages of it. Um, Wow. So he had <laughs> such like, where a, to start. He had such an idea with that. Step away from that, I'm sure we'll pick that. He up. had uh, such an idea with that. By the way, we've got to oh, turn the, heaters on. It, we're still in Pittsburgh. Yeah, it's still, still winter in the time. basement. You know what I mean? Um, I think that was your. Yeah, yeah. yeah there we go. Yeah. Um, he ha owns a paving company, and he does a lot of construction work. And right. he wanted like he loves like cat equipment, so he mm -hmm. wanted all this cat equipment on the side of the boat. And my first thought was. I don't know if this guy knows what he's asking. Like, <laughs> he seems like a pretty good guy, but man, this is a lot of work he's asking. And, he's asking um, for a mural. Is really. I what mean, it there was. was altogether there was six, seven different pieces of like cat equipment on there, mm -hmm. and, um, and 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 it, it ended up working out. I mean, I, I was just it was like the stars aligning of him having him having the space where the boats sit uh he had like the compressors like this whole great big warehouse you know him just being like a great guy and working with his hands and understanding like mm -hmm. when i broke it down to him i said hey i can do what you're asking but i need right. you to understand like it's going to be a tremendous amount of work like a tremendous amount of work mm -hmm. Um, and I, you know, I, I was like, let me get some Photoshop stuff together for you. I'll do that. And then we can go from there. And I said, you know, from that point, you know, I would feel most comfortable, uh, if you like what I come up with, we get a deposit, I'll order the paint supplies I need and we'll go, you know, plan on starting it. But it was basically like I started doing a Photoshop, uh, rendering of what he wanted. He originally wanted like, uh, like all the equipment kind of like working and like it was like building a road and paving it and okay. i was like i don't i don't know i don't i'm just thinking of myself well because too and you have only a certain amount of right of it was of pretty space big. to work with but it but wasn't it long if i remember correctly long. from the pictures it was very long and, and it, not very wide right yeah. it was i'd say at its like tallest as a working area i was probably like three three and a half feet and then it kind of as you got closer to the top mm -hmm. the front of the boat it tapered off to like a point right and that was a big challenge because i was like because he wanted a lot he wanted detail he wanted he's like i want to see all this detail in the in, the, in all the equipment <laughs> and i was like well that's cool you know i can do that but you also want it to work from a distance Correct. you want people to see like from a distance yeah, yeah. not a lot of people are going to swim up to your boat right they're going to see you speeding by you know what i mean and that thing and oh man the, the engine speaking of that real quick side note that thing had has three supercharged 454 v8s no in it i never heard it started but man oh i mean those in motors alone are insane boat guys are yeah. they're they're a separate deal uh, at one point i'm gonna have a boat on the podcast because i feel like that needs <laughs> well to that's be. the guy to have <laughs> he's got another one too i think he's working Jeez. on yeah boat yeah. guy i i mean i i uh i don't i don't do boats 
you know what I mean? I always, I'll rent the boat, but I won't. Yeah, they always say, what, the best day in a boat owner's life is whenever you buy it and sell it or something, or yes. when you sell it or something like that. I yes, don't know. yes. But, uh, uh, the best thing someone ever told me, if it floats, flies, or fucks, you rent it, you don't buy it. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> That's the best piece of advice I've ever been told. Uh, but Gary was, uh, it, it, he became a, he, a good friend and a great customer. He's taught mm-hmm. me a lot about business, and it was just so, it was just a, it was an experience to say the least. I mean, mm-hmm. I went from working, I'd work my eight hour day in Millville, PA, and, uh, you know, which in total was 10 hours because I had an hour commute there and an mm-hmm. hour commute back. And I'd go sure. straight, I'd go straight from work to Millville, from Millville, PA to Fawn, which is like by Trenum, Gatum, Gatto Cycles, kind of in that area. And I would work, by the time I'd get there, I'd get off at 5, I'd get there, it'd be like quarter to 6, I'd get mm-hmm. set up, I'd work till like 10, 11 o'clock at night, I'd go home, I'd go to, I'd pack my lunch, I'd go to sleep, and I'd wake up, and I did that for like... I was about to say, how long did it take so you? So all in all, it took me like 300, 350 hours of Whoa. total, which like, it sounds like it is a lot, it sounds like a lot, mm-hmm. but when you're talking about like working a full-time job, then going to do mm-hmm. that, and I'm only working at, you know, 5 four or five hour increments at a time and then on weekends i'd do like 10 hour days or eight hour days on a weekend Mm -hmm. um it was a lot i mean i i did i redrew cat logos on the computer i redrew i actually redrew each and every piece of that heavy machinery in illustrator we're looking at my computer screen right Mm -hmm. now and i what i did was i took found photographs off the internet of each piece of heavy equipment that he liked and i redrew each piece of heavy equipment like a line drawing like if you were to think tracing by hand Mm -hmm. but i did it on the computer Um, almost like putting a tattoo down right and so the reason for doing that is what i did was then i would take that it lets me scale the image so i could take an image that was two or three inches big of a picture and um i could redraw all the lines like every single line of that piece of heavy equipment then i could scale it up to whatever, whatever size i need so i'd print that out to uh a four by four by five uh size to fit on my what we're looking at here under my art table is my 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 prism oh art yeah projector, little light box yeah light box yeah. and i would put that on there and the reason i needed it that size was because that's all the bigger that that size fits on the mm-hmm. projector and then i would turn out all the lights in the warehouse and i'd project that the whatever piece of equipment i was working on onto the side of the boat and i covered the side of the boat in transfer paper which is like a real low tack Mm -hmm. this stuff right here for for stickers if you've ever had anybody listening if you ever had a vinyl sticker you've stuck on your car from a car car Mm -hmm. group or whatever and then i trace i trace the drawing of the heavy machinery and then i slowly take an exacto knife and i pick apart each part of it piece by piece by piece and then i start airbrushing each piece and then slowly it gets to the point where i can take off the paper and then i have like a skeleton Mm -hmm. image of the equipment and then i area to work in then i it gives me my proportion essentially i'm building i'm building the artwork i'm building the picture piece by piece and that technique really translates to a lot of any piece of custom work that i do for you or anybody messaged me about that's how it works Um, a lot of stuff's not really freehand I mean, it is and it isn't. I mean, that stuff helps. It's like a tool in the toolbox. Like, you could do stuff freehand and try to draw it by looking at the picture, but it's almost like if you're a mechanic and 
you have a crescent wrench, but you need a, a socket wrench. Like mm -hmm. you could use both, but one's going to do a lot better. One's going to be boils, a lot more efficient. Right. Yeah. One's going to, you know, eventually one's going to work more efficiently for you and help you get the job done better. It's not to like belittle your skills or whatever it is. It's just like any, that's what I said in the beginning, like any other trade, it's a tool. And as you get better at stuff and as I start following like tons and tons of airbrush artists and there's mm -hmm. a tremendous amount of talented guys out there. There is. I've right. found that that's what a lot of them are doing. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's not that, you know, their grassroots didn't start from looking at a picture and drawing by mm -hmm. hand. It just boils down to when you're going to try to make money at this, mm -hmm. you have to learn how to be quicker. You're right. Right. And yeah. That's you just cut, cut 20 hours down to 10 hours and you've just, you've and, given yourself a bonus. And, and it's no that, and it's ultimately, it gives the customer a, a more accurate, better representation of what they're expecting. Mm -hmm. They're happy. You're happy. It's a win-win all around. So uh, that there was a ton of computer work involved with that boat. Is that the crown jewel? Is that the crown jewel of your, <sighs> of your deal? I'm going to steal one of these twisted teas. Oh, yeah. I'm going to move to twisted tea. Yeah. Um, <sighs> is that the crown jewel? It's, it was a big stepping stone for me. Okay. I mean, when I, had, when I got that job, I f was like, I kind of couldn't really, I, I couldn't really, I don't believe it. I was like, it's just like it was such a it was such a big job on so many levels like like money the 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 process the size the, the size, size of, of it, it the work and it was just like this is like this is a real this is mm -hmm. the real deal like this is real and um yeah i mean ultimately i think i'd like to get i think there's a bigger market for motorcycles for me mm -hmm. i i won't i won't say i don't turn down another boat but <laughs> it's just the fact that like there's got to be so many things that align for mm -hmm. that. Like I obviously don't have the room for a boat here and there's got to be like, people need to understand this is a tremendous amount of work. It's, you need, you need space. You need like all these things. You got to have a lot of patience because I can't come do that on a, you know, again, it's not your first, it's job. not my first job, mm -hmm. you know? So there's so many stars that have to align for that sort of thing. Um, and it was a great, great learning experience because there's a lot of, there was a lot of stuff too, like I worked with water-based paints because if, if you're familiar with automotive stuff, like mm -hmm. when you spray stuff, you only have typically like a 24-hour window to like top coat stuff. And so a lot of times, typical airbrush process is you spray base coat, which would be like just your color, then you spray your clear coat, and then you let that dry, and then you wet sand that with 800 grit typically or 1,000, whatever you're you know, want to do. And then you have an open window to airbrush whatever, and then sure. you can top coat it. Um, unless, you know, you're doing it full time and you can paint, um, like the base coat of like just the paint color and then you do your airbrush immediately and then you clear coat it, which is mm -hmm. great. But a lot of times in my case, I work, right. You know, I you have five, weekends. four or five hours <laughs> in the evenings. Right. And it's just not, it's just not the case. You know, you just can't do that. So with that job, there was like, he he had paid uh, other guys to come in and base coat, ba prime base coat, clear coat the whole boat white, and wet sand it with 800, and then I came in and do the artwork, and then airbrush or then clear coat, lots of clear coat after that. Um, yeah, there's a process. Yeah, it was it was a it was definitely a like a proud moment to be done with it. A, a huge was he? I mean, was relief. he just over the moon by that? Oh yeah, he was happy. Oh, I mean, yeah, he's man, yeah, he's a great dude. Is... He taught me so much about business too. Like, did he? Oh man, yeah. I mean, I I've always kept this. 
I treat this as a business. It's not a hobby. Mm-hmm. Like I use my money. I separate it from like, if you give me a deposit, your money goes towards supplies. Like right. if you're giving me a deposit, you want your bike painted or whatever, your deposit money is going towards, uh, you know, whether it be primer or clear coat or mm-hmm. whatever paint color you want specifically. A lot of times I buy paint in the smallest increments I possibly can, which is usually like a quart to a half a quart. Or mm-hmm. I'm sorry, a pint or a half a pint which is usually just enough to do the job right? because I have such a like small, 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 like profit margin. Right. Um, but that, uh, but yeah, he taught me that like, you know, Hey, you know, I got to treat your business like an employee and treat yourself like an employee. Like you pay your business and you pay yourself because then you grow your business and you're actually getting something for yourself. So I'm very excited with how it's going and how things are going to go. I mean, I just yeah, finished sure. my studio and, it's yeah, so not for, very long. Yeah, yeah. like a, a, again, you you kind of built it the way that you wanted it. So right. when I take pictures and post it up here, like, oh man, I wish I had a studio like that. Like, well, this guy built it the yeah. way that he wanted the studio. So uh-huh. if you want a studio like this, go build it. Go uh-huh. build it yourself. Yeah, you you got it. That's the thing too. I mean, it's it's such a slow process. Everything's so everything's so with social media and everything's just so quick everything you know you, you order something online you get it in two days and it's right. like you gotta if you're listening and you're gonna contact me about paint work just know it's a process you're asking me to do something completely custom and I'm, i'll be glad to be a part of it but you know i'm working full time i gotta message you back and forth we gotta ballpark some ideas we gotta talk mm-hmm. on the phone i gotta see what my schedule's like i'll be glad to fit you in but at the end of the day, it's you're you're coming to me for something that's completely one off, and there's no instructions for what I'm doing. That's <laughs> that so you know what I mean. There's a, there's processes that apply to a lot of it, you know, prepping and priming and clearing. But the artwork itself, there's no instructions. I I'm the one that's got to figure out how to make it work, and I think that's something that really brings me back, like always draws me back into it because it's like. There's just always something. There's always something new. There's always, there's, there's just, there's so much that can be done. Mm-hmm. And well, that's what I was going to yeah. ask you is, is what's your, what's your favorite thing to do? I oh, mean, no. obviously you got, you know, some really nice faces up here and everything like that. You're very good with the, with the face artwork. Um, that cutch piece, I told you that oh, touch yeah. piece was awesome, that man. Yeah. That thing was great. But what's like, uh, if someone comes to you and is like, hey, man, I, I what's your, I guess. What's your dream project? What is someone going to come to you and be like, hey, man, I want you to do this on my car? Uh, <laughs> so I guess Cause a dream project would be... Because I look at this and I see like lowrider. Like yeah. In Houston, the car culture down there is you know a lot of lowriders and things like that. And they do a lot of faces. They do a lot of, especially on bikes, some of the lowrider uh, right. bikes and things like that. Uh-huh. I mean, the artwork is, I mean unbelievable i mean the car is the car yeah. but the artwork for me is really what really pushes those it things is. over the edge um so for many many years i, I definitely a dream that i've been wanting to get into is is like bagger bikes because those yeah. those guys i mean for a number of reasons i mean one they're just so over the top and two you know if you can get in to do those and you do a good one and you knock it out of the park like there's real potential for me to make a living doing it at that. Like I'm not knocking any of my customers with small projects. I love you all. I love doing work for everybody. I honestly do. But at the end of the day, um, it, it's hard. This is a hard thing to make a living at. And there's a lot of people that come up and they think that I do this full time, which is very flattering to a testament of my work and everything. But 
it's just not what you think. A lot of artists you see online, they work full-time jobs. They do this stuff and they, they post stuff to make it look professional in hopes that when you message them and you want to do work that you, that you can justify paying them the money they want because it, it took a lot of years to learn that and do that. But I would love to get into baggers because there's just there's just simply more there's just more money there. Mm -hmm. It's that simple. And I well, you have a lot a lot of space to work with. Yeah, it, but it's not so much space that you have to fill a whole car right. or something. You can fill you can do little tight projects and be really detailed in those. I think it, uh, another thing too is like that's kind of it's almost like the boat project. Like you need somebody with an awesome bike, an awesome idea. And they gotta trust you, which mm -hmm. is a lot. It's a lot. I mean, it, it is. really is. I mean, I like I said, not knocking any of my small customers or small like projects because I, I have my own. Like for me to to trust somebody with my Volkswagen was a, it's a it was a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, you gotta you, there's something that you you right. put a lot into. You it's your heart and soul, and you really love it. And then to, to hand it off to somebody and trust that they're gonna do a good job is a big a big thing. So I I don't take that very lightly, and. Uh, I, yeah, I would love to do baggers and get into that stuff. I think the biggest thing would be um, sometimes people's ideas are so over the top. If I could stress anything that I would love to do to anybody would be start simple and let's build off of it. Start with a simple idea and let's build off of it. Don't try not to come to me and say, hey, I have this this idea of this of all this I crazy want Superman things, fighting Batman of, and just, I want Spider-Man in the background just like doing all these everything things. yeah it's, like, it's yeah. like if you want something that's going to be really eye-catching there's three big things that I've learned three big elements that I've learned that are really like good for a good paint job or a good piece of artwork and it's texture depth and contrast and if you can do at least two of those things on any project i consider it to be it'll be good and if mm -hmm. i can get all three then i know it's good but um those are the big things i mean texture could be something as simple as if you bring me a helmet that's car like i was talking to a customer lately he, he wants a carbon fiber helmet painted mm -hmm. and and i was like all right that's great i'm like you got texture that's a good thing now i just need depth and contrast and his logo is um a very nice logo that's very bright colored um, and I'm like, there's your contrast. And I'm like, all we need is depth. And I can like paint something to where it looks like paint's ripping off and your logo is behind it. And great, bam, I can work with that. Like, give me something like, you know, let's start with, start with stuff like that. Like, don't, don't overthink it too much. Mm -hmm. Like, I love to do themes of stuff. Like the, the Venom, again, the yeah, Venom, that Venom valve cover really yeah, cool. great. Uh, I mean, the Hershey stuff, the, it just themes, cause it, it gives me elements to work with. And I can I can just build off of it, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And and that's really, it doesn't like constrict me to the space of uh, if the if the object's hard to work with, like an engine cover, because those certain things are like a portrait is a portrait. Like mm -hmm. I have to keep stuff proportional to keep the face and keep everything looking great. But right. when you put that image on a a, a complex shape, mm -hmm. it just became a whole lot more difficult mm -hmm. because if that eye lands where a a, a a socket hole is i can't move the eye you know what i mean <laughs> can't i can't move the socket right, hole right i can't move either thing <laughs> i mean within you know reason but mm -hmm. if you if you're starting with simpler stuff like i guess that's why a lot of bikes and all that stuff is like skulls and flames and all that mm -hmm. stuff which not knocking it um but it's it, it's you're it's more 
you can work with it a little bit more, I guess, which I still got to work on my like true fire stuff. I got a long way to go with that, <laughs> but I like doing themes. I like doing themes. Give themes? me, give, okay. give me stuff. Right. I think it's cool to work with it, you know, because there's just so many different things I can work with that like textures, like the Dr. Pepper thing, you know, I have the logo. I'm going to do the logo on there and mm -hmm. inside the logo, I'm going to put some texture to look like it's fizzing up and like bubbling. Oh, up. that's going to be great. Right. Yeah. And it's like, that's great. And that stuff is, it's really, that's what makes stuff intriguing to your eye and makes you like, you see it from a distance because of like the, the black, the bold contrast of color. But then when you get up close to it, you see that detail and, and that's stuff that's like, it's more flexible over complex parts mm -hmm. rather than like, and it's still detailed. It still right. gives you detail that you want and stuff too. So, so what it's tricky. What <laughs> do you think about vinyl wraps? I can't wait to hear this. <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't really mind. I follow a guy on Instagram. Wrap uh, that on mm -hmm. Michael. Rap Michael's. I can't remember. His last Do you feel name. like it's kind of a cheat though? Because I mean, you can kind of print anything you want on the vinyl wrap and I mean, like, I put it on there. It's like a. And I'm not, like, I'm not knocking no, vinyl wraps no. either. I love vinyl wraps. It's like a yes and a no. I think there's, no. a, there's, a pl there's a time and a place for it. Because you know? I, um, I've come from a 10-year background of graphic design. Mm -hmm. So, like... Oh, yeah. So, you kind of... I, I know, like, not all vinyl wraps are... Like, sometimes they're just plain colors, mm -hmm. you know, because it's... Let's face it. It's cheaper than getting a paint job. Yeah, and you get yeah, it done sure. in, what, two days or a week yeah, or whatever sure. it may be. Um, I, I don't I've not seen too many detailed raps where they do like that guy rapped that on Instagram he mm -hmm. he's done some pretty a handful of pretty detailed stuff and that I can attest to the computer work whether it's vector artwork or right. Photoshop you know that stuff's not easy to do it's just I want to say just as time consuming as paint work but it's definitely still an art yeah. form and it's not it's not by any means easy and Good luck trying to explain to people like vector art compared yeah. to like here's a picture. Well, <laughs> so one of the guys on here he had a TL. Jonah had a TL. On oh there, yeah, and he had his wrapped. Yeah, and that was one of the best wrap jobs I've ever seen. The in white my life. one. The white oh, one. Oh really? That was a wrap. Yeah. Oh, wow. He did that as a wrap, and like, you know, I go back and forth with wraps, and I think there's a time and a place for it. That was his TL was yeah. spot on, and he did it himself. Oh, like, wow. and that was. That's incredible. You couldn't to me see any is, seams or anything. No, dude. Wow. I mean, that guy. Yeah. That guy's got some skills, and he's, uh, you know, obviously he's an engineer, and he does a bunch of stuff on the computer. He's engineered all kinds of parts for TLs and oh, things wow. like that. So, but he did that rap, and I was like, I think you sold me on <laughs> on raps. Like, dude, that looks really good. But then you see a bad rap, right? You go to a car show, uh -huh. an import show, and then someone's got like a really bad rap, and you're like, that's. I think that's, it's. I don't. I don't know. I mean, when I was younger, I think I would definitely, if you were to ask me about, oh, it's dumb or that's no good or whatever. But like, the more I see the stuff and see it up close, it's like it's still. A, I mean, oh, it's don't a skill, don't don't sure. take. You're not going to take the same guy to wrap that car and expect him to paint a show right. car. I mean, there's it's a skill on a different, just a different type of skill. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of cool colors too that I've seen that I had no idea you could even get wraps like that have like oh. metallics and stuff like. I'm telling you, this one he had, it was like this sky, <coughs> it was actually a sky blue. I couldn't catch it with the camera really, yeah. like very well. It looked white. Everything just showed up white. But when you saw it in person, it was like a, a, such a very, very light blue. Mm. And I was like, I didn't know you could get that. He's like, oh, you can make whatever color you want. I really? mean, that is, you know, I guess the rap company that he worked with, they're like, they're, you know, very well known for, really? for doing all that stuff. Yeah. 
And you know, for, for a wrap, it's easy, right? I mean, something gets scratched, you just rip it off and you put a new piece yeah. on. Yeah. Paint, and then we're looking at one of the tens right now. You said one of your one of your customers laid a bike down, and it's yeah, back in here, and you got to get you got to do damage control. So, do you have to redo this whole piece, or is it going to be? You think you can? That's kind of. Uh, Great question because <laughs> I mean. So we're looking at, uh, and I posted pictures of this earlier. Uh, it's a, a gas tank and a fender. It's the black one with the uh, green and yellow flames. Yeah, green and, and yellow flames on it. Yes, with, um, with flake in it. I so. think repairs are right. I, I've not done a whole lot of them, but they're right up there with almost starting from the beginning again because it's like I don't. I got it's problem solving. I got to figure out how to mm -hmm. like fix it but i'm not going to strip the whole thing down um, right and redo the whole thing because that's gonna you know that's gonna just be entirely too time consuming and uh, so yeah i'm gonna just it's sitting there to think on yeah it has been for a little bit so he's been very patient um <laughs> which is great but uh yeah wraps are i don't mind wraps one thing that i wasn't too crazy about two things that i'm not too crazy about Hydro dipping and plastic dip. Oh, okay. Hydro dipping. I, plastic dip, I get. The hydro dip, I, I'd like to hear this. I, the only reason I'm like not a fan of hydro dipping is because there's been so many times that my work has been mistaken for hydro dipping. Really? And I'm like, it's not hydro dips. Or I'll, I'll just be in a car show and I'll see somebody like looking at an engine bay and I'll see a valve cover and I'm like, oh, yeah, hydro dip. I don't know. I just walk away and I'm like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> it's not hydro dips, but... Um, yeah, I don't, I guess that's one level of it or aspect that I'm not crazy about. Another one is it just kind of, I feel like it, it almost takes away from the art too, because it's just like, it's, it's not like, it's cool. It's very cool, but it's not like, it's just not the same. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're not, it's just a totally different pro. Like, I don't know that everybody knows the process or they know like how it works or, it's, yeah, so if you never heard of hydro dipping, uh, I mean, I know, I know what it is, but go ahead and take everybody yeah. kind of through the process. It's a, um, it's a neat process. Don't get me wrong. Like, there's like a, you, you have your part of whatever it may be, bike frame, engine cover, motorcycle, you name it, and there's like a wheels. Like, yeah, like a, you have a great big water tank that's in a certain temperature, and you, you have a film that they print out through, you know, a design they downloaded and for Photoshop or whatever it may be, and this film rests on top of the water and it dissolves when you spray a certain chemical on it and then you just take your part and you just you dip it very carefully i've never done it i'm not going to say it looks easy to dip but um you dip it and the, the the image transfers to whatever you're dipping and then you spray some clear over it and you're done um an easy way if you're listening to tell if something's hydro dipped it's typically if you find something that's got a pattern like a big pattern like mm -hmm. if it's skulls over and over and over again or hundred dollar bills over and over again and it's covering the whole part i can almost guarantee you it's hydro dipped and it's yeah there's something yeah. there's something really cool about uh hand done artwork that it's not 1000 percent perfect no whereas a hydro dip is going to be perfect because it has been done on a computer it's obviously. perfect and another way easy to tell too is if you look at any part on a car whatever the object is that like it looking like a like in a nook or a cranny maybe it's like a door jam or around a gas cap and you'll see the image like stretches mm -hmm. dead giveaway mm -hmm. dead giveaway that it's hydro dip because you just can't you can't airbrush your paint 
like in an area that like you like you can but not like how it just kind of like flows perfectly perfectly I guess. Per yeah like yeah. i said it's uh, it's like in really almost too spaces. perfect it, yeah there's something about hand hand done work that has a little imperfection to it that you know makes it kind of human yeah you know? and it's just well it's just different too because like you get when you're doing a custom paint job like you like me or whoever is like coming up with a composition a layout of something like that's just like here's a pattern that was computer com like com that made on the computer and like duplicated and like it's neat i i don't know but it's just like <laughs> not your thing well I, I don't know sometimes i just feel like it's like oh i could go why pay it a painter or an artist to do this when i can go get something hydro dip for like a fraction of the price right. same thing with with uh plasti dipping or uh i think yeah, plasti dipping was, was hot for about oh, six months and then God. it just kind of got like so a little out with, of control oh no, way out of control <laughs> way out of control because like people didn't understand like it's not paint like you're just right. spraying it's not permanent like rubber on your car mm -hmm. and it's like you're not a you're, you don't understand the first thing what's going on and like it's not a paint job. It's not like it's just. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm not. Yeah, not a fan of that stuff. Um, I think that stuff became more popular in like the the newer car scene. Mm -hmm. Like you know the older stuff, like your truck and those cars. Like those, you know, those guys grew up with. It was different. Right. Like, it wasn't the same. Like mm -hmm. I feel like now sometimes car car groups and car clubs are just oh, yeah. like. And everybody's trying to do it on the cheap too. Yeah, you know, everybody's like, always trying to get the hack of, hey, I did this on the cheap. Yeah, and, and like, hey, I built this car for this. Yeah, you know. here's something I spray painted in a weekend. Like, right. <laughs> well, I'm glad you had fun with it and stuff, but like, it's yeah, I it's mean, not quality. A lot of the times, sometimes the same people will come to me and they want stuff custom painted, and it's like, uh, okay, <laughs> right, right, yeah. The the fuel the the full mural um on the valve cover isn't going to cost you 50 bucks no you know? it's I not mean, like in the materials it'll cost you right <laughs> exactly. Down payment. exactly so um, how much uh how much do you think you've put into just your tools and everything because you have some very nice airbrushes here oh God. and i mean so here's the thing here, here's why i ask you is because i don't know about four or five years ago way before i met jen and everything i thought about because i did art i thought about getting into airbrushing and then i went down the rabbit hole of yeah hey maybe i'll go buy this stuff and maybe i'll kind of dabble in it and do you know this and that and uh, and then i went and invested in, in the mm, whole and this little airbrush rack here yeah. we're looking at on my desk i have one two three four five six airbrushes and then uh, i have another one in my case there i think there's about uh close to probably eighteen hundred dollars right here in this okay. little little rack maybe right. two thousand like i know this uh which one here this micron right here is a five hundred dollar airbrush um so for those of you listening uh the tools are not cheap you know and this is not like a hobby store airbrush that you're gonna go and like pick mm -hmm. up and and get in a hobby store um iwata is a great brand they make a lot of spray guns they for do. um you know paint uh full auto body work which i also use um but just like anything else if you go down the rabbit hole of of <laughs> stuff you're gonna find more and more and and different things but um yeah each airbrush i have 
is uh, different, you know, for different jobs. I mean, these two here, like my workhorses, they have different tip sizes, kind of like how, you know, when you spray for primer or clear coat, whatever, you have different tip sizes. But this Micron is for, you know, detail. It's my smallest tip size. And just for trying to blend stuff that's like just super subtle shadows and like uh, the portraits, anything that's just really detailed. Um, uh, yeah, that's a, it's a great that's a great airbrush. So just with the airbrushes alone, yeah, definitely there's probably close to eighteen hundred dollars or two thousand dollars right there. Just airbrushes, yeah, just and airbrushes. that's like, you know, I got compressors, I got my whole shelves of paint here. Mm -hmm. um, Correct tools, just everything. you know, yeah. There's um, and you know, plus you brushes, got a, you my got a, plotter, got a plotter, plotter, and plotter's a big thing. And... <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, all in. Oh God. Uh, I don't know, maybe like five grand worth mm -hmm. of stuff. I think it's a fair, a fair, that's a fair number, a fair yeah, sure. number, which I just doesn't, I guess doesn't seem like a whole lot if you're thinking like big picture of stuff. Yeah. But but if you built it over, right, know, it's stuff you years. work up to. I mean, right. when I first got an airbrush, like I said, the one earlier was somebody somebody sent me for free, which was nice. But uh, I had went to Harbor Freight of all places. They have little, a great they have little they have little airbrush <laughs> kits you can get it's like a compressor and it's actually that little one on the floor right there oh, okay yeah and uh, and uh, an, a cheap airbrush for like a hundred bucks and it's a crappy airbrush like <laughs> it is crappy but it was something to learn on you mm -hmm. know what I mean like you don't it, you're not just gonna hop in a Ferrari right. when you're 16 it, and learn how to drive right it's like anything else if you're gonna be mm -hmm. a mechanic you know you don't start out with buying every single tool that that snap-on makes right you, know? yeah. you start you start out with a toolkit from whatever it yeah. may be like a home depot or something right. and craftsman then, or something and yeah. then you build you build your you build your way up mm -hmm. to the better tools um and to a certain extent i'm a firm believer of like there's some tools that definitely help and then i'm also a believer of you don't need a super expensive tool to do good work mm -hmm. and in some cases not all cases but like i still use harbor freight spray guns for like primer and stuff like yeah. that like i don't need a 600 hundred dollar spray gun to spray primer <laughs> that i'm gonna sand off anyway if it works it works mm -hmm. you know what i mean um yeah well i mean this is awesome man like yeah. i said i mean you've got all kind of great stuff down here like this is uh this cool is a great man cave it i mean is. do you have do you have you don't you're not married or anything mm -hmm. right so no but do you have a girlfriend or anything? Does she come down yeah, here? Yeah, my and, lovely girlfriend you know? Courtney. Okay. She um, does she does she like all this? I mean, is this like her? She thing, does. Or? She used to be in design as well, but like mm. interior design. Okay. So well. works out good because she's helping me do like my kitchen and bathroom yeah. upstairs. Yeah. Um, right. But she, it's great because she understands like when I'll get frustrated of like, you know trying to answer messages where mm -hmm. maybe or talk to like communicate people like sometimes mm -hmm. it's just hard to like get information out of people of right. like you want a paint job like i need give me information do you have a favorite color what's your racing number mm -hmm. what's your what's your i don't know last name whatever it may be <laughs> i give me some information to right. work with i'm not a mind reader um but if she does great um she yeah, she's wonderful i mean she's very supportive um you know it's a it's obviously a big juggling act with full-time job and true. doing this everything is um yeah. you know i'd love to build it up to one day to make you know i i'm always on the fence of like am i gonna try to make it full-time mm -hmm. I, I just kind mm -hmm. of i treated it like 
you never know. Like, you yep. never know. So that's why I always handle my money. Like, I keep my paintwork money to, like, a certain, you know, I put that to a certain place and then I pay myself a little bit. Mm -hmm. So that way I have that, that extra, I don't say extra, my, my paintwork money to, to build, to buy. Like, I bought a heat lamp that was out there to try to help right. speed things up. But, you know, at the end of the year, I try to look at to make sure I'm still making a profit. It's not much, but at least still hey, making it's, a if profit. if you're in the green, you're in the green. Right. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I want to build it. You know, it just, it's like, yeah. it just takes, it takes a lot of time. And now it's, like I said, I'm finally at a place where everything's under one roof. Um, you can get some, some good work down there. Yeah. I mean, now it's, before there was so much stress of going to other places to do prep work mm -hmm. or body work. It was like, I, I had the, the fear or the forethought of thinking like, I could get a really great potential job, but. If something goes wrong in the in the in the process there, like that could really hurt me long run. Right. Of like you get you can do a hundred good customers and you get one or two bad customers and or not a bad. Hey man, the but bad ones always that, show up at the top of Yelp for some odd reason. Yeah, you know? I would say bad, but people just aren't like they're just not happy with something yeah. or they have different expectations. So uh, yeah, I think there's gonna be a lot of good things coming in the future. Um, well, your artwork's great, yeah, man. I I'll tell it. you that. I mean, it's uh, it's awesome. I wish my '59 was up here because I probably would just have you paint that. Well, uh, I'm trying to do um, skate decks. So yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got a bunch. Maybe of skate we decks can. We will be able so. to work something out with. Um, yeah. I know you do a lot of charity work. Yeah. With uh, I was reading about the dogs and the. Uh, yep. The um. What was yep. the other one? The, uh, uh, Help Hard down That's there. it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so he has a, a great car show um, during, obviously, spring, summer, fall. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, man, yeah. Those, so those maybe guys we'll, are definitely we can that. do something where it's with your logo or something, and we can you can yeah, raffle sure. it off, and proceeds can go to whatever. Yeah, absolutely, man, um, yeah. I'm yeah. looking forward to I, I know uh, my buddy John, who uh, he, you know, he works with Guardians Angels and everything, mm -hmm. and he would be over the moon. And actually the, uh, one of the girls who like kind of heads the whole thing up, she's actually here in Pittsburgh, which nice. is great. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, you got a bunch of decks here. So you're going to do some deck work. I and... do. Yeah. I'm trying to, I got one, one guy I got a deposit. He does, uh, um, he does, what does he do? Autom automotive, like detailing. He just opened up oh, okay. in Pittsburgh area. Stowinski shine, check nice. him out on Facebook and stuff. So, nice. and well, I, mean, I might have to hit him up because I have a PPF that has been on my FJ forever <sighs> and it's starting to mold. Yeah. And I'm leery of taking it off. Uh, I've taken off a few pieces and it's taken me so long to do it. And yeah. I'm like, Okay, do I just want to let this professional do this who has done this before? Yeah. You know, I, I don't want to be the guy who's ripping paint off, you know, so. Yeah, but. I'm I'm looking forward to doing the decks. They're, they're, like, I'm trying to strum up some business for myself, make some money, obviously, and then I'm going to do some for fun where I get to play with, like, I just got some gold leafing in, so I'm going to play with oh, gold nice. leafing, do yeah. some, try to I saw, experiment. Yeah, I saw you had some sponges there for, so, for the for spinning it and, and stuff. Yeah, yeah um, I'm looking forward to, to getting into that because I, 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 uh, Everything I do is so specific as far as like a theme and stuff, mm -hmm. which I like, I don't mind, but there's a lot of opportunity to get, there's just like custom paint there. where it's yeah. like not necessarily airbrushed, but you just have a cool. Yeah. Well, gold, the good part is too, and like, especially in like the Strip District, uh, Lawrenceville, uh, there's a lot of these places that are popping up now that put their, the artwork that's on the wall is always for sale. Oh which yeah, is great. a lot of these coffee shops and things like that. I yeah, mean, I do a lot of that for sales. So I walk in there and I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. And people are selling the stuff right there. Yeah, you know? I've looked into some of that. I'm yeah. like, mm. yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's like I'm. It's hard for me to let go of some of my artwork. I understand. So like, you got a lot in here. I mean, it's hard for me to. Uh, some of it I can let go of, but it's it's definitely hard for me to like some of my really great pieces that mm -hmm. I love. 
it's hard for me to like let them sit at a place that it's like I'm not I don't is it safe there right like, you know what I mean like right there's a lot of like that Breaking Bad piece we're looking mm -hmm. at Walter White I mean I probably have 30 hours into that, that easy thing is awesome and yeah. it would be I'd be hard pressed to like just put, drop put, it put, off put, somewhere to drop it off <laughs> somewhere it's like what if they I don't know, go out of business somebody takes it or like right. I don't know like yeah. I just don't know so right, I, I'm exactly. like kind of hard pressed for that okay. that type of stuff um well, tell everybody where they can find you if they want to they get some of this cool yeah, stuff. Yeah, so check out, um, you know, I do a lot of my messages and stuff through Facebook and Instagram, mm -hmm. Coquenda Customs. Uh, it's the best on, way to do on, it. On Facebook and Instagram. Uh, if I don't message you back right away, please be patient. You know, yeah. I work full time or sometimes I'll read the message and I just process it. I kind of think what you're asking me. Can I do that? Well, I look up pictures, like mm -hmm. I'll look at your part and then I'll respond to you because... Um, you know, it's hard to give you a price on something right, that's so on unique. demand. Yeah, I can't just rattle off. You're stuff not the, you're not the Amazon of uh, artists. No, I'm not. Uh, I mean, I want to be. I love being a part of people's projects. Mm -hmm. I really do. I think it's that's one thing that I, I love about what I do. It's just, it's 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 fun, but it's work. It's no make no mistake about it. Right. It's work. Right. Um, and a lot of that stuff takes time. Messaging people back and forth. And um, I feel like sometimes people lose interest quickly if I don't get back to them. So be patient with me. I, I want to be a part of your project. Um, Perfect. But uh, yeah. And then I customs. know you've done a lot of cars around Pittsburgh. A lot of you know, cover stuff. Yeah. A lot of stuff. Are you going to be uh, going to oh, what's the World of Wheels? Up? World, World of Wheels? Wheels. Will you be there? Uh, here it keeps getting postponed. I don't know. It was I think April like, now. Was I it? Think it was February. March. And then it was March. I think it's April now. Yeah. I think I'll it's April be now. there, but if anything, I'm just going to be an attendee. Like yep. I'm not going to be set up. Um, yep. I think maybe next year. Okay. Uh, I have. Um, somebody lined up that wants to get a motorcycle painted sometime this year so if that comes through then next year i'll probably get a booth and i'll be more like settled in my basement my studio to where i can comfortably give people quotes and like say hey i can take on your mm -hmm. job like for sure so t i think 2021 or 2022 um is gonna be like full-blown i'll try to attend more shows and nice. stuff like that um yeah i really i really do i yeah, look forward to and that. And what about taking the taking the car out to shows? Do you take the car out to shows much? I or? Show, I was thinking those meets. Like oh, I do meets. Yeah, yeah, I mean meets. Um, I should say. I should probably say meets. That's I do. I think better. this year I might more like do it a little bit more. So um, got to make up I, for last year. I, right? I do. I do really enjoy it. Um, but again, it's like back to that. Like I'm into so many things. Like mm -hmm. my, my like mountain bike home projects. Yep. It's like it's such a it's you. such a process to take that stuff out. And then yeah. if it's like. I don't know if it's far away or if it's a crappy, if it ends up being a crappy day, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, there's a there's a great scene coming up in Pittsburgh. There's a Pittsburgh car scene. There's built Bits, Pittsburgh built or yep. built PGH. Um, great, great. Oh, yeah, those two guys. are great, man. I love I love following their stuff. Yeah. I mean, those guys, uh, I mean, there's a big, great. There's a big, a big group of people there. There is, they, absolutely. They lot, and I think uh, they're doing there. Import Expo, I think, as well. Oh, yeah, at the April, Monroeville think, Convention, yeah. Convention Center, yeah. In April. I haven't been to that yet. I've been in the Monroeville Convention Center. It's pretty big. It's pretty big. For, I was going to take my Acura before I sold it, um, and I just I, I just didn't get around to it. Because I think that would be the, place to do the it. problem was is um, There's a lot the, of uh, cars there. the rain. I think it was like I was like going to wait till the last day to figure out what the rain was going to do. Because mm. I didn't want to detail a car out. 
uh-huh. and then drive it in the rain all the way over there and then what am i going to do with it right you know so yeah, I mean, that's the big deal and yeah i run into that problem with this like you see my setup i mm-hmm. drive through my garage into my house on hardwood floor and it's like I don't want to take my car out if it's going to be rainy because it's like, right. I don't want to put it away dirty. It just mm-hmm. creates more work for myself. Then it's going to be in my house dirty and I got to create dirt on the floor. And Correct. I'm glad, you know, car guy, you understand, car people listening, you understand, you know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So one yeah. more time, tell them where you can find you at on your, on your sites. And yeah. Everything. So Instagram, Kokenda Customs, K-O-K-E-N-D-A, Customs with a K uh, on Instagram. And also same thing on Facebook. And, you know, shoot me a message, look at, look at some stuff I got, you know, I'll be glad to, to, uh, be a part of your project. Just, uh, hit me up with a sure. message. And, and I'm going to take a bunch of pictures after this and tag you and everything. And, uh, yeah. that way everybody can see your artwork and see what you're working on and yeah. see your awesome space down here. Yeah. This is like a great little man cave. Yeah. Hopefully, here. you know, yeah. come on again and we'll have some other projects and we can BS. Yeah, for sure. I think, uh, at one point, I think, uh, and I've, I've been toying with this. It's like. Do I sit down with somebody and do like an actual car project and like try to record it? Or do I sit here with an airbrush and let you kind of airbrush and kind of record it at the same time? I don't know how it's going to sound, I but hey, I think maybe you know. like we'd have to get a project going and then it would be something where I get it to the point where it's like yes. at the helmet stage and then I'm like working yes. from there. Correct. And that yeah, would be like yeah, a yeah. like something we can yeah, do. Yeah. yeah. So I've been toying yeah. with YouTube. I don't know. I mean, I don't have another guy with me, so I can't record and ah, I don't know. It's a big deal. You can do so. a lot with your phone now, I think. Yes. Like you set it up and do live because yep. I, I still haven't gone live yet. A lot of artists that I follow go live. Do they? Where they go live and they'll film themselves. They'll just set it up and you can see them working. Yeah, I think and that's the next level. I, I you know, uh-huh. I think I told myself I want to get to 20 episodes, and after 20 episodes, you know, refine everything and see where I want to go from there. Yeah, so I, I think it'd be cool to do definitely record, like make a video of like somehow and be able to record it while you're BSing with people. Yeah, I think so too. I think that'd be cool. But it's definitely good that you traveled. I mean, that's a huge. Yep. That's a huge thing. Cause yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to go to people's garages where they're actually building stuff because I wanted to see their setups, Uh and I wanted to show everybody that, hey, not everyone's building in a 50,000-square-foot freaking warehouse, dude. It's almost never the case, in fact. (laughs) Almost You know, you got a single-car garage here in a Uh basement, and this is where you're doing all your work out Uh of, you know? I mean, it really boils down to, like, taking creative pictures and making the stuff look... I mean, it already, like... It looks good, but making it look that extra bit of professional yes. to give that illusion of yep. of like a big warehouse or yep. whatever. Um, because but just because you're doing it out of a small garage, like doesn't mean your work is any less that's professional than the people on exactly Discovery right. Channel. That's because what I tell people all the it's, time. That's man. really it. Really is because ninety percent of those people that come on those shows are they're recruiting them from mm-hmm. wherever. That's right. You know, so that's right. So. More, so everybody, you know, whatever you're doing out there, whether it's painting or building or whatever it is, like don't get discouraged. Like it's a long, long road. And just, you know, small progress at a time and, right. you know, stay, stay motivated and like keep the big picture in in mind, you know? Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. but yeah, man, I'm going to take all the pictures, uh, www.radridespodcast.com. I'm going to do a full write up on there. I always do a full write up. I love doing that. That's one of my favorite things to do now. So, um, but awesome. I think that's about it. I awesome, appreciate man. it so yeah. much. Yeah. Thank you so much, yeah. man. This was great. Cool this you. was awesome. All right, folks, I hope you enjoyed the interview as much as I did. I could have been down in his studio 
all night long talking cars and art and drinking beers with him. He was such a great guy. I hope you learned a few things about custom uh, artwork. If you uh, are thinking about getting some custom artwork done, hopefully this helps you speak with your painter. If your painter happens to be John Kokenda, which it should be because he's the best, then you know what questions to ask him. You can find him at Kokenda underscore customs with a K on Instagram or Facebook John Kokenda. If you have any questions for him, he would love to answer them. Or you can get on the website and always email the podcast www.radridespodcast.com. Go on there, check out the pictures I took, check out the full write-up I did. He's a great dude and we will catch you next time.